You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show co-hosted by uh, an AW Freakazoid and a WWE e drone stan. Uh, I am your host. Couldn't even say it. You couldn't even say it. I couldn't even finish it. It's so ridiculous. Uh, uh, I am your host Ryan Knightsey, and I am always joined by Scotty Drone Edwards. Scotty, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing great. And it's not because of the WWE pay-per-view last night. It's because of the New Japan Pro Wrestling pay-per-view, but that's fine. Uh, yes, I am an e-drone now, I've been told. Yeah. Um, the truth has I, been revealed. You know, it, it's it's mind-boggling to me. that like You can call people e-drones I, like, because people like WWE. You can do whatever you want. But it literally takes a click <laughs> figure out what I cover every single week in pro wrestling. I promise you it is not the WWE. However, some people are very lazy and just like to say, oh, you hate it on AEW. I didn't even hate on AEW. That's the worst part. Yeah, I know. The, uh, the, the, the tweet that I said was one meh AEW Dynamite makes the like people lose their freaking minds. Yeah. And that was it. Which it totally was over. happened. People lost their entire <laughs> gourds. You you would have thought AEW like went through another brawl out this week. <laughs> 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 All they did was have a mediocre version of their television show because that, they've had fucking two months of all timer shows. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yes, I am an e drone now. I get to talk about a WWE pay-per-view today, which automatically makes me an e-drone. Yeah. What a time. I'm just happy that that someone had the guts to finally say it. You know, I've been doing the show with you for 84 episodes now, and I've been scared every time. You know, I'm afraid to call you out for who you truly are, Scotty. I know. I know. You know, I'm almost happy it finally came out that I am one because, you know, (laughs) the veil has been lifted. Yeah, it's hard to keep all that in. It's hard to keep in, you know, all that praise I've had for WWE for the past. I can't even lie. I, whatever. Who cares? Uh, we have a lot to cover today. I could be an e-drone all day. Yeah. Maybe I will be an e-drone. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you that uh, Jay White's going to be A-OK and he's going to be fine. And and uh, he's going to be world champion in a day. He's not. Um but I have a lot to talk about that I actually did enjoy from yes. this past week. Um, I, you know, besides me being an e drone, Kenny Omega is leaving AW. Um, what else, what other ridiculous things have happened this week? Uh, well, uh, for for e drone Scotty, of course, there's uh, Jay White's going to WWE and uh, be the next MJF there. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Omega's going to there, and uh, New Japan is going to partner with WWE. Um, uh, you know, you don't lose that and all that stuff. Um, uh, Errol Hawani is a, a fantastic journalist. Uh, uh I got in a fight with someone <laughs> about that last night. <laughs> I, I didn't tell you this. 
Yeah. <laughs> fight with someone about Ariel Hawani. Yeah, there was somebody that I was. I I missed. <laughs> I I was distracted during the entire main event elimination chamber because I was getting uh uh tweeted at about how. Uh, by, uh, how unbiased and good of a journalist Ariel Hawani is for taking money from WWE, <laughs> and that and how well, taking money from WWE makes him a good journalist. You know what's funny about Ariel Hawani? He's a really good MMA journalist. He is like and real, like he's like one of the best. He's a good interviewer too. Uh, yeah, outs- outside but, of companies where he takes money from, I think he's a good interview. Yeah, it's just like. I think the Ariel Hawani, Tony Khan, WWE stuff has been. It, everyone looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> everyone looks stupid. And you know who looks the most stupid? Us for absolutely eating it up. <laughs> I, but that's our job, people. We have to eat it up. Yes. I, I scoop it up into my mouth and go, num, 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 I can't num, believe num. someone got in a fight with you about it. Oh, yeah. Because I, I tweeted out saying that, like, I, well, I could, I could tweet, I could talk about it here, Scott, because the guy, uh, uh, after the the interaction, he blocked me and deleted all of the tweets. Oh, <laughs> I have them saved. I saved the screenshot before he deleted them. Oh well, he didn't block me, so I could see them. That's true. Well, I think he deleted the tweets as well. So I think, uh, I don't. Well, they disappear once they're blocked. Once you're blocked. Uh, okay, do they? No, no, I believe they're deleted because it said that they were deleted, but also they, when I went to it on my personal account, they did not exist and I could not see them. So uh, Man, I think I, I think they deleted the interaction. This damn company burning, not this actual company. I just literally mean like New Japan burning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was a real good conversation. Uh, oh yeah, you did delete them all. The 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 interaction walked away. The, what I walked away from the interaction was that good journalism is taking money from uh, the company you cover, uh, and that uh, that's good smart journalism. And that is what you should do. He then said, "Well, he took money from AEW, which one from number one, I don't think is true at all." Uh, and number two, if that's true, that still makes him a bad journalist, and he shouldn't do that either. So I don't know what this guy's talking about. Uh, anyways, um, that's not for what we're talking about today. What we're going to be talking about today, actually, is a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun mm. stuff that happened. Of course, we're going to talk about Elimination Chamber. Of course, we're going to talk about Battle in the Valley, a great show, I thought, that started an hour late um uh kenji muto <laughs> last love we're gonna preview that show and we didn't talk about it on the run sheet but uh talk about it over slack scotty but i put it on the run sheet just because of uh stuff that's happening next week uh previewing if we have the time for impact no surrender which will be happening this friday um we also got some news bits and we'll get to that first which of course is the sad passing of jerry jarrett jerry jarrett of course uh the father of jeff jarrett uh, longtime legendary Memphis promoter and booker passed away at 80 years with a battle of uh, esophagus cancer. Um, you know, instrumental in the territory days, a guy that uh, was able to, uh, you know, Jerry Lawler was already sort of getting to stardom, but uh, he uh, built that up even more. Uh, made Memphis what it was. Worked with Vince McMahon on countless times. Like at one point in time, if if the steroid trials went a different way, Jerry Jarrett would have been the guy running WWE, uh, and we would be in a way different world than we are now. Um, just a just a legendary, fascinating individual. Um, 
that is, uh, you know, just obviously I think we can say this is that you and I definitely don't have a lot of like personal memories about Jerry Jarrett. You and I are way too young to have lived through any of Jerry Jerry Jarrett stuff unless we watched the formation of NWA TNA. Uh, But I don't think that was the case for either of us. So, yeah, no, but uh, he's done a lot in wrestling and it's sad to see him pass away. Uh, Scotty, any thoughts about Jerry Jarrett? Uh, I don't have, like you said, I don't have many memories or anything outside of him being Jeff Jarrett's father. So uh, I can't, I can't give like a whole spiel about it or anything. But what I can say is his impact on wrestling has been and will be felt for many years to come. Still, despite his passing, um, he. He was influential in a lot of ways. Like you said, I mean, hell, NWA, TNA, you know, that's a big deal, right? It's still not a lot, you know, it's went through many, 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 many changes since those days, but oh, yeah, it's still living and breathing um, and trucking along, you know, and of course, you know, he, uh, he gave us Mr. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> so i mean <laughs> what what more else do you need uh but in all seriousness uh respect and uh rest peace to uh jerry jarrett you know legendary guy in the business go uh read uh dave's write-up about him oh yeah i've actually been Learned reading I, I i i was listening to uh voices of wrestling flagship show and they said that uh which i found was very interesting is that they I, i've been watching a lot of the clips from it i've been watching the whole series actually on youtube because they're all clipped out on and there's a playlist all called uh make memphis which was <clears throat> this was what this was 80 something 90 something i want to say uh where vince Mc, the heel vince mcmahon character was uh focus tested down in memphis way before Stone Cold Steve Austin, way before the corporation, way before all this other stuff. Uh, there was a, this was still when he was babyface, co- color, co- not color, but a commentator, Vince McMahon, putting heel promos together uh, down in Memphis, him versus Jerry Lawler. Uh, this was, let me see if I can look up what exactly, what years it were. Uh, 93. So this is, you know, as you know, uh, you know, uh, Shawn Michaels and Britt Hart are, are wrestling each other. You know, the uh, uh, WrestleMania 10. This is like, a, this is to put it in context, Scotty. This is a little before WrestleMania 10, Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels ladder match. Owen Hart, Bret Hart. Crazy. Where he is in Memphis playing the Vince McMahon heel character. There's a great playlist called Nick Memphis on, uh, on uh, YouTube. Very, very much. You go. You should go check that out. But uh, I was watching clips of that. And it was just like it's fascinating because it's like this guy was a, a guy that was not just legendary and stuff, but a guy that uh, worked well with Vince McMahon and got Vince McMahon out of the WWF WWE bubble, which uh, still fighting today, you could say. But uh, uh, it's fascinating. This that, that's how that's how great I would I could say that he, Jerry Jarrett was. Is he was able to get Vince McMahon out of it and was the only guy that Vince, Vince trusted to take over creative in case he was gone. That doesn't, if that's not a, uh, if that's not a letter of recommendation, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Or it depends how you feel about Vince, I guess. 
That's very true. Um, <laughs> but it's a whole different world that we're in now. Uh, and <laughs> today's time, Vince McMahon is still in charge of the company. And of course, he is helping facilitate a sale of WWE that um, some people are saying it's working. Some people are saying that it is hindering. But right now, there is a report that came out from Bloomberg, from Lucas Shaw of Bloomberg on Friday, saying that Vince McMahon and WWE are seeking as much as $9 billion for a sale of WWE proper. Uh, the company is currently valued at $6.65 billion, so they want an extra $3 billion off the top. Uh, Lucas Shaw of Bloomberg also revealed that he has already had, uh, that WWE has already received, quote, a couple acquisition offers, although it is not clear who the potential buyers are or how much they are offering. Uh, he also says that, quote, sources have expressed skepticism that many traditional media companies will buy the WWE. He, he continues to say that Endeavor Group Holdings, which is, of course, the company that owns UFC, uh, and the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund were both definitely interested parties. So it's looking like some people may be falling out. Some, uh, some, some, you know, Comcast, some NBC Universals, some Fox, maybe Disney, maybe Netflix. Maybe some of these companies have fallen out, but the top two people right now are the UFC, Endeavor, a parent company, currently valued at 10.4. So they would have to need, they would need financial help to do so. Uh, or the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, which is currently valued at $620 billion, drop in the bucket. Uh, so, I don't know, man. It's sale news, and it's looking pretty grim, I gotta say. It's looking pretty grim. I have a feeling I know where this is all going. How do you feel? Looking at the tea leaves of all this, Scotty, how are you feeling about all this? When has the sale of WWE so far not looked grim? <laughs> that's true we had an entire night of thinking they were sold to saudi arabia like it can't get more grim than that and every uh, every day as it goes by it's closer and closer to that night yeah it sure is uh it's a high value for this company um i don't know i don't feel i haven't felt great about it since the very beginning and i will continue not to feel great about it because Unless they go to Endeavor, this company becomes, believe it or not, some more of a shell of itself than before. If it if it sells to Saudi Arabia, like we said way back now, when that was first uh, reported, that it it you lose so many great wrestling moments in a lot of ways because now you know Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia is out here owning it and you know it gets to a point where it's like okay well we found our limit as to you know WWE has hit a lot of limits I think in terms of supporting them and so on and so forth I think that that would be the ultimate limit for a lot of people so uh, it obviously stinks because there is a chance that that's where they're going. And I think it's more likely than not at this point. Um, well, I have to wait and see. I, uh, I'm so, I, I feel like we've been talking about WWE sale now for like a decade, but it's only been a month and a half. Um, and that's just <laughs> because like it, nothing's like happening. Yeah. So it's like, is it going to happen? What is it going to happen? It's a uh, slow drip of news that, uh, that is, which coming. is, 
how sales work. I get that. Yeah. Um, but I do expect them to uh, probably sell out at the end of this. So it is what it is. Well, and it's good, you know, it's good to know that like Vince McMahon is taking the head of this. And as we learned last night, that oh, yeah. other board members are uh, not interested in being involved, apparently. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's going well. So that seems that seems like it's going well. Uh, <laughs> that board members who are going to vote on it are 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 actively being like, oh, I'm not I'm not worried I'm not worried about it. I'm not interested. I'm not. I'd rather create quote unquote magic. Um, yeah, no, uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to see the, that news bit get closer and closer. And if that you know that one night where it was like, oh, Saudi Arabia is selling uh, or you know buying WWE. If that one night was a sort of like test PR move just to see if, uh, you know, WWE is, you know, like just testing the waters of if it was a good idea for their their audience. Mm-hmm. I would say it came out not good <laughs> that night. Uh, and it's looking like <laughs> they're getting closer and closer to Saudi Arabia. So, Great. yeah, I mean... There's other people, you know, obviously I would imagine Tony Khan is still like interested. Maybe Tony Khan and Endeavor can work together. That would be fascinating. Um, you know, you know, if they need a third party, Tony Khan already needs a third party. Why not come together? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's an uh, important announcement on Wednesday. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> that would be a wild thing if that was his announcement on Wednesday. I mean, the last time he had an announcement, it was the purchase of Ring of Honor, so... I don't know. You never know, I guess, at this rate. But this is important. This isn't major. Good point. <laughs> my apologies. My apologies. There's a difference. No, There's a like hierarchy of announcements. I feel like buying WWE would be a major. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no. Uh, Just get, gets on the mic. Guys, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd. Yay! <laughs> It'll be like... Uh, for some, it'd be like when uh, John Cena did the uh, <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> the extreme was extreme rules. Sorry, I'm going to eat your own. I'm going to eat your own. I'm sorry. That was a bad joke. Sorry. It's a great joke. I love that joke. A, I, I can't not think of it. Like the moment I said, we got him. <laughs> Tony's just freaking out on, on his coked mind. Just like, oh. guys, guys, guys. We got him. Yeah. Wait, what? T- Tony, you forgot to say what? 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 What did you get? Oh, we oh. know. You know what it is. I don't have to say you it. Know what it is? Um, you know what it is. Yeah, no. Black Label Pro. <laughs> Black Label Pro. <laughs> That's right. All twenty-eight matches this weekend are coming in. Black Label Pro running like an NWA S card with fifteen billion matches on it. Uh, I actually did want to ask you before we move. Are we done with the sale stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, cool. the, the sale uh, news, our, you... our thoughts on it was, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As it, as it has been every single time Vince McMahon or someone has said something about this goddamn thing. Yeah. Uh, it's still, oh, no. But I will ask you, what do you think is Tony Khan's important announcement? <laughs> I... I, I don't know. I started, my initial thought is like Ring of Honor stuff. Is mm-hmm. like, uh, but they've already sort of announced that like Ring of Honor is having the tapings and stuff. But they haven't, now that I think about it, they haven't really announced that on television, I don't think. On sure. AEW television. So maybe that's what it is. If that's what it is, that's disappointing. 
tickets are already on sale, if I'm not mistaken, for that as well. So it's like, okay, like that's next just... weekend. So yeah. Oh, is it next weekend? Oh, then maybe yeah. it is. I thought they were on sale this weekend. If it's next weekend, then yeah, maybe it's like, oh, Ring of Honor television starting. It's going to be here. You're not going to see it on AEW. If you want to see these stars, Claudio, and all this stuff, you know, like saying like it's a separate roster. Then you got to go to join Honor Club and watch it here. This is how you do it. Uh, you know, all this other stuff. Um, the only other announcements I could think of that are important would be the maybe, I don't think Tony Khan. Well, that's the other thing is that Tony Khan, there's a difference in the announcements, right? It's major announcements. It's important announcements, but it's also <laughs> like Tony Khan himself will address something, which if I'm not, yeah. if I'm mistaken, I think uh, Tony Khan addresses an announcement or gives a personal announcement or something like that. I like that was something about the Ring of Honor announcement. He just walks up there. Ariel Hawani is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love that. Um, CM Punk is coming back. Yeah, I, I would say like I, like Rampage, the next dance. I was gonna say like maybe like Thunder Rosa is coming back or CM Punk's coming back, but I don't think he should announce that he signed Kenny Omega to a contract extension. That could be an announcement too. Jay White could be an announcement. Um, uh, let me get my hopes up for that one. <laughs> I, I'm on the. We'll talk about it later. I'm on the opposite end. I think he is going to go to AEW. I think I fully believe he is going that way. Uh, but we'll uh, talk about that. We got to pay off up. the David Finley match. I get it. I get it. I get of course, it. we got to pay that. We got to pay off David Finley. Um, but you yeah, know, I think uh, I think it's probably going to be Ring of Honor based. It's probably going to be like, oh, the taping sales are happening, and you don't have to worry about these people. I would love if the announcement included like the rosters will be split. So if you want to watch these people, watch them here for nine ninety nine. You know, I think, and then we can get an updated Ring of Honor roster page. We can finally talk about that. I think it'll be uh, the New Japan part of the Ring of Honor deal Ooh. that we've been told about for, for uh, over a month now and haven't been actually told what it is. Like the New uh, Japan Strong specific? Yeah, yeah, because Ian Riccoboni said after the show yesterday, for those who probably didn't keep watching because I just had it on while I was doing something, he talked about how New Japan will be featured on Ring of Honor television um, and Tony Khan will be making a statement about that soon. Oh, really? Um, I did not see Yeah, that. it was like something like that, but he, he did very much make note that that is happening still so okay i think maybe that could be it too especially ring of honor uh coming up next weekend so and that would be fantastic you know because then if um i think that'd be a fantastic move not just for uh you know new japan to have more of a a foothold into american wrestling especially with that audience you know play into that audience but uh you know if that's the case maybe they can also use uh aew's uh protection facilities uh huh. and uh or streaming capabilities wouldn't uh, it be nice wouldn't it be nice guys wouldn't it be nice if they were used in better streaming by the service? way there's no way we're talking battle of the valley before elimination chamber uh i was planning to do elimination chamber first good good yeah of course we gotta start with the newsworthy event of gotta, course gotta un- unload some stuff out of the chamber <laughs> we gotta eliminate this elimination chamber, chamber? uh yeah uh, we'll talk about that first, since we'll get to that now. That's a perfect transition. Elimination Chamber took place last night in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Uh, last night in uh, there. Um, what do you think about the show overall? I thought it was, I don't know, pretty good. 
I would say nothing. I I wouldn't say this was atrocious or anything. Uh, It wasn't great by far. Let me me say, if Peacock didn't have these stupid commercial things because of like the, you know, if you buy, if I would say I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching this show. If, and like, that's a nice, that's a generous compliment to a show that goes over three hours. Have you noticed that the cards have gotten slightly smaller since they've gone over to Peacock? Yeah. I have, which is uh, very interesting. I mean, with the Elimination Chambers, you're guaranteed 30 minutes, too. So it's like, yeah, you have to do that. Plus, the well, main event that's guaranteed that long. Well, unless you're the Women's Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that first. Elimination Chamber. Right. Women's Elimination Chamber happened first. It was for the Raw Women's Number One Contendership for the title. Uh, it was Asuka who defeated Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez in 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, really, really moving fast in this chamber match. Um, what did you think about this match, Scotty? Um, they booked it correctly. <laughs> the right person won. That, that was the most important part to me. Uh, you know, when I watch... When I when I saw the all the entrances for this match, I sat there. I said, "Wow, I've never seen a company showcase their worst group in this way." But when you, no offense, no offense, but when you have Natalia in there in 2023, and you have the likes of a Nikki Cross, who I couldn't care less about. And you have a Raquel Rodriguez who is literally just out there to show her back and then do powerhouse things, I guess. Um, and yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, good for her. If she, you know, she can do it. Like there were two people in this match that were over. Who? Who? Oscar. Oscar, and Liv Morgan. I give Liv Morgan credit. She's over. Yeah. Most of the time, she's over. Now it was the Oscar show last night, as it should have been. Yeah. But I will say those two are the two over. Um, I'll, I'll give a third tertiary to Natalia just for that hometown bump. Yeah, well, that's cheating. So. I agree. <laughs> that's not that's, that's not true over. <laughs> Coming for Sarah Zane's neck later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this match really highlights like just how much they haven't built up the actual like newer talents right there's no medium in this match there's no candace lorraine in this match no tegan knox in this match there's no uh shotzi blackheart in this match there's no you get my point all the people that have come up through nxt over the past over the past couple years or been brought back to this company yeah did not matter in this match only raquel rodriguez gets that claim in terms of nxt people to come up uh so I really felt watching this. I was like, this doesn't matter because all half of these people are nerds. Half well, of these people don't. It's like the, the only thing, the only person they didn't put in this match was Dana Brooke. Yeah. Ultimately this match was Oscar versus the SmackDown women's roster. Pretty much. Uh, we've talked. That's about okay. The, well, we've talked about the SmackDown women's roster and how lacking it is. Uh, Oscar new finisher is beast. Yeah. She just locks it in. People are done. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's how it should be. Uh, the the good news is, uh, the best news of this match is that we're getting Bianca Belair versus Asuka wrestling. Yeah, undoubtedly. That is 
undoubtedly the best news of this match. The match itself, I I thought the match was fine, aggressively fine. With Morgan did that cool thing. Oh, the, yes, the, uh, the sunset, sunset was cool. flip was a cool spot. Psycho. Uh, I totally forgot. I tweeted out like things I liked about it. Totally forgot about Nikki Cross's cross Nikki Cross body. Uh, Me too. I totally forgot about that spot, and it really got overshadowed by Liv Morgan's spot. Um, very confused by Carmella's logic in this match, uh, and I yeah. thought Raquel looked worse than she did in NXT. Mm. I overall, I thought the match was like slow too. I don't know if you felt that. Like, I don't know. A lot of people in there that haven't done Elimination Chamber, you kind of felt that. Yeah, haven't done that before, but it's also like the spots that they were doing in the ring with Natalia and Raquel, yeah. like, and I know for a fact that like Natalia is training some of these people as well. And do they're training these spots over and over and, and whatnot. It just looks slow. And I'm like, what kind of slow, this isn't, this isn't, it doesn't look good. This doesn't look good. I, I don't, I don't understand what was happening there. So that was very frustrating to watch. I, I felt like Ra- Raquel was like weirdly re- regressed. Uh, I thought Carmella for a second there. I thought she was a, a Leah, a Leia. What is her name? Does she still exist on this roster anymore? Uh, um, hope not. They, they was like they look almost exactly the same at this point. Um, uh, Liv Morgan was solid. Oscar was solid. I thought uh, Oscar was more solid, of course. And Nikki Cross was just sort of like a non-entity. Uh, you know, what I thought about. You know why I thought this match was what it was, like how you're explaining it? Mm-hmm. You put the best worker into the match last. <laughs> yeah. So by default, yeah, it's going to be slower and less entertaining. I was like, okay, l- let me look at the field here. Who's the best worker out of them? Obviously, it's Asuka yeah. by like a lot. Yes. Who was in the match the least amount of time? Asuka. By a lot. <laughs> you would think you would think you want to uh, highlight the positives and uh, drown out the negatives, right? Why not have Asuka start the match? That way she's working the entire thing and you have other people less. You right, know? you can have her and Liv start, but then there's like, but they also know then there would be no excitement for anyone coming out of the pods. I guess. And if, and if that's the case, that's their own fault. Cause I will give Asuka credit. She gets she's having big pops all night. She uh, oh yeah, she's very over as she should be by now. But I totally yeah. agree. Good to see. Uh, match self meh, fine, whatever. Aggressively fine. Uh, winner, correct choice. WrestleMania looking good on the women's side of things. Not, uh, not just a correct choice, but that obvious choice as well. <laughs> let me let me re- let me rephrase. WrestleMania looking good overall, yes. truthfully. Which let's be careful. <laughs> uh singles match bobby lashley versus brock lesnar uh the winner of course is gonna have to face bray wyatt and uh yeah. so, so neither of them wanted to win neither of them were like oh don't want to don't want this one uh, maybe if it's a dq they're gonna count it as bobby but uh i don't know um or maybe it'll be a triple threat with bray wyatt in there at wrestlemania but uh you know it was a uh solid meaty start of the match it only went four minutes uh, and then it ended in the DQ finish, which was very disappointing because it's the classic hamster wheel move of we're, we hyping up for a big match and then doing a DQ finish to shove a even bigger match down the line at WrestleMania, which shouldn't have been too surprising since this was Elimination Chamber, but it is yeah. just like, all right, that was a waste of time. What did you think of this? Um, 
I thought it was fun for the four minutes it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the low blow happened. And I was like, Ugh. here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, you expect it, right? You don't expect a clean finish, obviously, because like you said, this is elimination chamber. And I kind of felt like the whole night could be defined by, well, it's the Elimination Chamber. It's not WrestleMania. It's not, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of how I felt from beginning to end on this show. Um, And with Brock at this point, it's like, will you stop wasting him? (laughs) Like, if you're going to bring him in, just have him wrestle a match and then leave. Don't have him mess- wrestle a match to be DQ'd or to have a shit finish and then leave. The best thing Brock Lesnar has done since SummerSlam isn't these Bobby Lashley matches. It was his two seconds in the Royal Rumble because he did Brock Lesnar stuff and then got the hell out. That's that's what Brock Lesnar's best at. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of just sick of wasting away this guy that you know we obviously won't have for a long time like he's going to be gone eventually so like have real matches with them i don't care if he's beating like bobby lashley at this point they're both old like they're both over 40 who cares it doesn't matter to me uh just have the match and move on and the fact that bray wyatt's gonna be added into this i hope it's i hope it's bobby lashley and uh Brock against uh I Bray totally agree. <laughs> I, I love no sense. They're they're totally teasing up the idea of Bray Wyatt, not just because of the end of the thing, uh end of uh, his promo there on SmackDown, but the idea that the end of this match, uh Michael Cole on commentary as Brock Lenzer's walking away, uh there's no doubt that he is the scariest man in all of the WWE universe. And I'm thinking to myself Oh, well, you're forgetting about Uncle Howdy, my friend. Uh, a little tip <laughs> of the ha- do, hat there for you. Uh, I try to do the same, Michael Cole. I try to do the same. Uh, so, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I, I would love it to just be a tag match and then just, you know, Undertaker, this fool, or, you know, Goldberg, Bray Wyatt, this <laughs> fool, where it's just like, you know, oh, I don't give a shit about any of your stuff. I'm just going to destroy you. Uh, that's that's what I kind of what I prefer Brock to do at all times at this point. I would love, you know what I've loved if, this is what I honestly think would be peak Brock at this moment. If the 24-7 title was still around, he should just be 24-7 champion. That's so sick. That's what I would love. <laughs> it would be you know the greatness of like the ML, you know, Money in the Bank comedy bits that he was doing. Have that, but then yeah. he's just facing jobbers all the time. <laughs> that's well, it. Well, think about his past two feuds. It's literally like seven different matches of bullshit until the final match. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't even even with the Roman feud, we didn't know the final match was going to be at SummerSlam. We always thought it was WrestleMania, so that makes it even worse. Yeah, yeah, and even that match ended with in a bunch of chicanery with uh, the ring well, I mean, being the, the, flipped. There was, there was, I was gonna say there was a goddamn, you know, bulldozer and yeah, <laughs> there's a little more going on there. But at least that I had a good time watching this stunk. This was this was like I just want these two to have the Brock Goldberg match from WrestleMania, and they're just having that and then ending it instantly. Agreed. With DQ or stupid finish. Agreed. Mixed tag team match: Beth Phoenix and Edge get the win over Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley in 13 minutes and 48 seconds. What did you think of this? It was pretty good. Yeah. For, for someone who did not really care at all about it, I was like, ah, 
Uh, match I was like, best match of the night so far. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Um, I thought Rhea and Beth were awesome, actually. For you know, they, I, I said when they were just you know absolutely destroying each other with the clotheslines, I was like, this is the best wrestling spot of the night already. They all they did was just hit each other as hard as they could. What an idea! Uh, I thought Beth looked really solid in there, seeing that she doesn't wrestle, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I think Rhea, this was the first time, besides the Rumble, I guess the Rumble's weird. Rhea, like, she's got it now, like, she has the presence about her, she has the confidence about her. And I was like, this was a good, this was a good way f- to show that with Beth. Um, Finn's a dweeb. But hey, good for him. He's good at being a nerd. Yeah. Um, Edge's hair is very funny. I I think it's very funny because it's like staticky. Yeah. Uh, but he hit a tope suicida, so that's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought the match was really entertaining. Kind of everything it needed to be. Totally agree. I I agree. I thought you know this worked fine. You know, is is I went like three and a quarter on it. I was like, this is pretty good. I this yeah. is. What, well, you know, this is better than what I thought it would be. I was sort of like not really interested in this match, but then I was like, ah, exactly. that's pretty good. Uh, no idea what Edge is going to do at WrestleMania, but no, no, uh, no idea. My best guess is going to be him versus Dominic, or maybe him and and uh, uh, I don't know, Rey Mysterio now t- teaming up against Dominic and Finn Balor. I don't know. Uh, there's no sign at all of what Edge is going to do next. Uh, I totally thought this match would have been the WrestleMania match, but then they had a uh, Rhea Ripley win the Royal Rumble. Um, As they should have. Yeah, which, you know, I, I think that's <laughs> still a good shot. She's doing good work now. Yeah, it's weird that you brought up the confidence bit. Uh, it's interesting. Like, when they when she came in from NXT to main roster, I was like, you know, I thought she was, like, very good and solid, and then we're hearing all these things yeah. of, like, oh, she doesn't have the confidence and all this other stuff. I, you could totally see, like, the mood change of, like, oh, yeah, she feels very confident nowadays. And I could almost see it in a weird way where, like, Raquel Rodriguez is, like, where Rhea Ripley was, where it's, like, you know, I thought she was very solid NXT and had all the confidence, and then she moved up the main roster, and it's like, oh, that just fell out the window. Where did all that confidence go? What happened? Um, She has regressed completely. Um, I I sort of get that feeling now with Raquel, whereas Rhea's, like, put it together, figured it out, doing something that she's into, doing something that she likes, and it's working out, and it's connecting with the fans. So, hey, uh, it worked out. So, a uh, pretty good spot for her. Uh, and, yeah, I thought this match was pretty good. I was very frustrated. I thought this match was very good, but it was diminished slightly by the camera just being all over the place and missing a bunch of spots. Yeah. Despite my my favorite spot of the night, or the favorite shot of the night, I should say, of, <laughs> I want to say, Finn Balor was on the top rope. Yeah, Dominic got the ropes. And all of a sudden in the frame, Dominic's like <laughs> flown into the wow. ropes. And no one's like, what happened? Everyone's, you just see like Dominic like popping in like, what? And then, come, and then, <laughs> and then leaving immediately. It this was, is why everyone should watch the stream. You would have, you got to see uh, Ryan act that out. <laughs> <laughs> I almost fell back in my chair. Uh, that's that's fine. so funny. I would have laughed. I would have died on the stream. Uh yeah no it just things like that the WWE stuff you know can't get out of it um but it, you know missing some of the spots like that but ultimately you know I thought the match was good next yeah. match next match WWE United States title and elimination chamber match Austin Theory was able to retain his title against the likes of Bronson Reed Damian Priest Johnny Gargano Montez Ford and Seth 
freaking Rollins. I have, a, the Joker. I have a very big takeaway from this match. All right. And I think w- I, I think I know what your takeaway might be. I may have a differing opinion. I know we have differing opinions on one aspect of this match. Yeah, it's not that. Um, my biggest takeaway from this match is that Seth Rollins couldn't be more over if he tried. No. <laughs> like, this he- is the most over this guy's been. And he's been stuck in the U.S. title picture. And he's about to go wrestle Logan Paul. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, they just they just never went back to the Roman story. They just never touched that. I understand the Sami Zayn stuff took over. But, like, how did you never go back to this? Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins is the only person to beat him this entire title reign. It was by DQ. But he beat him. And I was like, oh, idiots. You have... this is a good thing too. They have three super over baby faces right now. Yeah. So it's like pick your poison at this point. But set like they sang Seth's entire song for half the freaking match. I don't. Even, I almost don't even remember half the match because of it. There's a bug in my face. <laughs> bug um, in my face, throwing me off. I but, love the, uh, yeah, I love the one bit one. of that where it's like even Austin Theory is like, hey. They only care about this guy. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah they seemingly do. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought this match was pretty good again. Uh, lots of big uh, big moves. Yeah, lots of big moves. Uh, suplex off the pod. Um, you know, Montez did the flip thing like Mon- on, from the top of the um, chamber. Uh, I don't know, it's confusing. Michael Cole was like, I've never seen that before. I was like, I've seen this happen twice maybe three times before <laughs> um yeah no but that was that was a solid spot yeah a lot of you know a lot of big maybe spots. he didn't commentate that match right i doubt it good tell you i uh, couldn't I begin to um, tell you if he commentated when kalisto did it <laughs> was it kalisto i think kofi did it once yeah kofi did uh i feel like someone else did it once maybe um yeah, no, but, uh, I, you know, Bronson Reed, I thought, was slowly getting some momentum behind him. Johnny Gar- beat Okada right there. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, I, I this guy is a nothing burger at this point. He wrestled. He he wrestled, and he he, he did some solid stuff. He started stuff. to get people along the side, and then he got eliminated immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but a, he did a lot of things. Like, I don't know if you noticed this with Gargano, but, like, a lot of the things he was doing were, like, I don't know. I'm starting to feel like Johnny Gargano's character is like he's a fan of wrestling yeah. so much. So like he's like like he's like reacting and like applauding and all this stuff like uh, Rollins doing his his music stuff. Yeah. And then like whenever it's like something happens in the chamber, he is always reacting to something. Yeah. He's not like doing anything. It's happened before in the Royal Rumble as well, and I would had a big issue with that. But I'm noticing a lot of things of Gargano is that, and you know maybe this is the thing that he learned in NXT that he's just <laughs> doing a lot of reactions and not really doing a lot of wrestling. The wrestling he does do does do is pretty good, but it's not getting connected to the crowd. So he's doing reactions, uh, which isn't doing anything at all for me. I don't know. You know he he's been on a downward spiral, obviously, ever since you know he won the NXT Championship long ago. Yeah, but. My God, is it crazy to think how much he's fallen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, staying in NXT obviously never helped him. Um, but 
going up would have never helped him with the cur- with the regime at the time. So he was really between a rock and a hard place. So he almost didn't have a choice. Um, but hey, Johnny, I remember the good times. Thanks for those. You would you know, think bef- you would think he would be a better he spot with Triple H being in there, but uh, looks you'd think so. You would think so. It's all, it's almost as if <laughs> they killed my boy. It's almost as if I don't know. Maybe you know what it feels like they're waiting for Champa to come back. Just give him knowing a Triple partner. H probably that yeah. does, he loved that feud. They'll, pro- they'll probably just put them together as a team, truthfully, and then that's. Fine. Or, hey, I mean, they're they're. Pro- I think at this point they'd be better as a team. Speaking about teams, Montez Ford. A lot of people, uh, you especially, thought he had a standout match. I didn't really think he had a standout match uh, for me. But do you want to give him some praise before I dunk on the praise? Yeah, sure. I think I think his overall connection with the crowd was the reason why he stood out more than anything. Cause it was like, okay, so people want to see him succeed. Cause yeah. you see this, this goes a lot hand in hand with kind of like the, the Cody Sammy stuff for the longest time. It's like, is it all noise on Twitter or do people actually want to see Montez Ford be a star? That was like my big thing. Cause like you can have Michael Cole say something or Corey Graves say something on commentary because they read enough people's tweets, but that doesn't mean like the WWE generic fan wants Montez Ford to be a star, you know? Yeah. So the reaction itself was very welcoming to hear. And do I think he had like the Kofi Kingston or the, um, who the hell else had with the Kofi? Someone else had a good elimination chamber once upon a time. Santino Morello. No, how dare you? Um, that did actually help him. I remember that. <laughs> so, um, so you're telling that was a great example. <laughs> I guess so. But like, he didn't have the Kofi Kingston run that I hoped he did yeah. at all. And I think that is in part because he came out last. Yes. So it was weird. Like, I would have had him come he out needed early. To be, he needed to be a starter. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's why it didn't get to the point that it should have for him. Yeah. I did think he had some good moments. You know, he had the crowd going out of their minds and. I, I saw in him that he will be that star if they give him the ball. Yeah. But at the same time, they didn't do enough that I wanted, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, because, again, he came in last. I was I was like, why is he coming in last? Yeah. I I, I, I was seeing people throwing out, you know, star-making performance and stuff, and I, I, I disagree to that. I totally agree with what you're saying about he has all the charisma to boot. The crowd was eating up everything he was doing. Mm-hmm. That is huge. The problem is, is that like, what was he doing? He was doing I don't the, the people's elbow. He was doing the trying to or attempting to do the rocks people's elbow. I don't want him to be doing that. He is. I tweeted this out. Montez Ford is way too charismatic to do nostalgia spots from the rock. He doesn't need yeah. to be doing that stuff. He can do his own shit right. and he should be doing his own stuff, but he's not. Yeah. He's doing the rock. And and then and then you know he did a great acting cell of being injured you know and oh yeah I and don't... they sold that very well. I actually completely forgot forgot about that part. yeah that, that's the other part of this match but uh I, I... It, it was frustrating because it was like he was in there for a little bit and he had some good moves and it had some good spots but like the biggest moments of the match for him where the crowd was super invested was a nostalgia spot and a worked injury. Which was frustrating. I, I think people were very interested when he was doing the dives like crazy. Oh, that might be true as well. 
That was. That I, was I keep great. forgetting um, he did the dive. <laughs> we never got the frog splash from the top of the pod, though. So that's really yeah. That's but, what I was waiting for, and we never even came close. But even then, like he's jumping off yeah. the top of the cage. We've already seen him do that. I mean, we've seen people jump off the top of the cage all the time at this point. And it's it's yeah. nothing new. But like you know, give me, yeah. give me Montez Ford. Don't give me he the rock. two people. Don't I give me the rock. Realized. Don't give me injured wrestler number four. You yeah, know, give us Montez Ford. Give me Montez Ford. I, that that's a star making performance to me. He this, has it in him. He has it in, and that's what's frustrating about all of this is that From he the has alone, this like, Man, this this guy this charisma. He has this aura about him, and they just don't want to let him showcase that. And they, what they're showcasing they is wait other bits. They can't wait any longer, I think, though. Like, no. I'm not saying, like, if he doesn't <laughs> leave the Street Profits tomorrow, he's doomed. But no, I also am kind of saying it's it's now or never. He's 32, so it's not like he's old. Obviously. No, he's, he, he's, he's still getting into the prime of his career. Yeah, he's he's also bulked up now, I've noticed. Yes. Like, he is a bigger dude now. Yes. Um. So just, you know, I'm talking about how Seth's wicked over and how Cody's wicked over and Sammy's over. I do think Montez Ford's the type of guy that can get that over. I do. I do. I saw a glimpse of it in this match. You didn't get to see the full picture because, again, he didn't have – he wasn't in there from – if he was in there from bell to bell and got eliminated before Seth and Theory had their final two – it would have been perfect, yes. but that's not what they did. Yeah, totally agree. I, I and I think that's what they should have done. I, I, I think you know, but I thought ult- they dropped the ball on that. Ultimately, what that is is getting over by wrestling, and that is not the route that they took of Montez Ford in this thing. Uh, instead, they, you know, did nostalgia and had gave him sympathy. Uh, you yeah, know, that's after I, after WrestleMania, I would start it. Just yeah. go with him. Like, I would love that. I would love that, and, and that's and that's the thing. It's like you know, I don't want him, and that's I don't want him to be the Rock. I don't want him. No, I, 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 I don't want him want to be that. Montez Ford. Yeah, I want to be different. I don't, I don't want anyone to be the Rock. I want the Rock to be the Rock. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> with He's that. a better wrestler than the. Okay, that might get me yelled at, but like in <laughs> ring, like he does the things the Rock could never do. Yes, hundred percent. So hundred percent. Rock, he has, he has I can never see a rock. Splash I've ever seen. I can never see a rock do a tope over like a ring post. You'll never see the rock do that. No, no, exactly. He, is way more athletic. I hope they just do it right. But hey, Logan Paul. Well, yeah, Logan. So they so they did this the worked injury angle to have a reason for Logan Paul to get into the entrance, which the cage opens up anyways. I don't know why they had to do a work injury angle. It was just really to get Gardner sympathy for Montez. Um, but Logan Paul enters. He hits Seth Rollins, causing Seth to lose. Uh, and He's Logan Paul, effectively, great, uh, I, I guess you called? could say, like officially, is turned. I don't know. Is he turned he, heel? It feels like heelish stuff. The yeah, he's doing him. He's a heel. I, I. He's a heel. I think this was the right way to do it because, like, you, yeah. The funny thing with Seth, right, is like they've had him in the same in the same spot for a year where he's he is the guy to put someone over, yeah, right. Whether it be Cody, 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 or Austin Theory, like he's been that guy, yes. but they've somehow managed to protect him in all the right ways that he's still super over. He, he and that's probably more credit to him than anything else. Uh, because one, he has a great theme song, obviously. I know that helps a lot, but 
like just the way he acts and he's having really good matches and mm-hmm. he seems like he he's in control more than most people are of their character despite losing a lot agreed totally agree and also logan paul versus seth freaking Rollins is going to be a certified bang yeah match of the weekend baby uh yeah. main event wb title match of the weekend I don't know. There's a lot of wrestling. There's a Bushi Bushi showing up, Osprey. (laughs) Mike Bailey's having like four unbelievable matches in two days. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Main event, Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Roman, of course, defeats Sami Zayn. 32-minute match here. Uh, Crowd, super, super hot. Uh, This was. This was CM Punk in Chicago levels from that Money in the Bank match. Agreed. I would say the match didn't follow. <laughs> no, uh, it did not. It started with that sort of energy. It's yeah. very much. Well, started the there. crowd stayed that way. Yes, the, the crowd time. was into it. Well, the crowd was into it. What do you and think? I think that's match? what made the match. Oh, what did I think of this match? <laughs> it's a, a, a weirdly tough questions. question, right? Because like, like the match, the match itself was like nothing new, right? This is yeah, it's the, the Roman Reigns match. The Roman Reigns match. We've seen this happen over and over again. It's the Roman Reigns WWE main event style of 30 minutes of talking uh, and some spots in, be- in, in interspliced in between all that. Um, a lot of very, 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 very long heat segments uh, throughout the show or throughout the match. We're really throughout the show, but <laughs> throughout the match. Uh, nothing really new, but the crowd ate it up. The crowd was into it. They were devastated by the finish. Not not just booing, but not, not even booing, but they were quiet. Um, and they just, you know, it in a weird way, it worked. If it, The intention, I think, was there, and then it, what they did worked. I don't think it was a good idea, but it worked. Um, so does that make it good? Here's what I could say about this, is that they... They booked this match perfectly if Sami Zayn was winning. Everything so so what as I was watching it, the reason I was enjoying it is because it's like, oh, at the end of the way you designed this, Sami Zayn should be winning. Because this is a storytelling match, right? That's 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 how you have to look at these things. That's you can't look at it as a work rate match. That's not what Roman Reigns is doing in twenty twenty three, folks. Okay, it's a storytelling match. But Sami Zayn was never winning. So as the match continues to go on, you start to get annoyed. That's what I did. I was like, this is this is getting annoying now because you were building you were building this up perfectly. Right for Sami Zayn to win. That's what this whole feud has been. This story has been for Sami Zayn to win. You built it perfectly with, you know, months and months of, you know, moments and and you know theater moments and you know all the all the you know the Emmy Award winning stuff that I'm told about. Um, and then he loses. But not only does he lose, Ryan. They picked the worst way for him to lose. And I say this because, yeah, sure, Jimmy Uso came in, he beat him up. That was expected. But Jey Uso does come down to the ring. 
And you either had to have Jay Uso turn on Sami Zayn and cost him the match, or Jay Uso side with Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn wins the match. Instead, they had Jay Uso side with no one, get pushed out of the ring, get speared by Sami Zayn, and they had Sami Zayn get his ass beat with a chair and speared and lose. That is the option they picked. They picked the worst possible option for the end of this match. Why? I don't know. If you hated this match, you probably hate all of Roman Reigns' matches. If you love this match, you probably love this story. Here's the fact of the matter, folks. The match itself, decent, solid storytelling match. Until the final five minutes of Jey Uso staring, standing there like a little bitch with the chair in his hand just to do nothing, to get shoved out of the ring, and then for Roman Reigns to essentially squash the shit out of Sami Zayn. And then, oh, here comes Kevin Owens to save the day, guys! He he, he hits all late. the moves. A little too late on that one, KO. And then, and then him and Sami don't embrace. And it's like, what the fuck was the point? You wanted to send the fans home happy, you didn't even give them that. Stupid. Stupid. That was fantastic. It, it's E drone up the ass here. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. It, you're doing like a whole, like, you know, Brian Danielson, you know, Daniel Bryan esque, like Kofi Kingston, like long heat segments that pay off to nothing ultimately. You know, it's just drawing more heat. Well, and that's the thing. It's like. <sighs> Roman Reigns doesn't need more heat. He doesn't need more heat. No. If anything, he's going he to lose heat. heat. He's going to lose heat because the real heat he was getting was from Sammy. Yeah. And now that he beat Sammy, it's like, all right, now it's Cody. I don't know. I, I, now the other problem you have is... Does the crowd now turn on Cody? They, from no. Monday Night Raw, they tried to... This crowd doesn't have that dog anymore. <laughs> I, I'll get to that, yeah. Um, you know, I, do you, you turn on Cody? They're, they put effort into not having Cody turn heel or anything. They putting they put effort into being like, oh, I'm on your side, Sammy, and so the, the crowd won't boo on him. But... You have you run that risk now. You run that risk because I would argue that Roman, despite all of this, is going to lose heat because he didn't transfer it into babyface stuff. And now we have to transfer all of this and move past Sammy completely to get to Cody. I don't know how you make a tag match, tag title match out of all of this. I don't know. That part's funny. Yeah. Like, I okay, it's Usos are going to come together. Like, ultimately, you know what the match should have been? You want to talk about what the match should be at WrestleMania? You want to talk about what the match should be at WrestleMania? It should be Cody versus Sammy, number one. I, I understand the Roman thing, but it should be Cody versus Sammy, at the very least. You know, and I, I believe that Sammy deserves a dusty win here in the sense of he, it's all about the chase. He wins the title. He loses it immediately. 
You do that. And then just have Roman and Jimmy Uso team up, defend the tag titles that way, treat it like a Freebird rule and give Roman a title, and defend the title against Sammy and Kevin or, or whatever. And have that be main event of night two of WrestleMania. Or night one, you could do it reverse. Or you do it reverse if you want to. It doesn't matter. Ultimately, uh, it should the 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 match should be, you know, or or not even just do KO. You don't even have to have Kevin Owens involved. Have it be you know Sami Zayn and Jey Uso or whatever. Mm, yeah. Um. But I I would think Jey Uso would be not involved in it probably. But I, ultimately, it's like it's the the match, the story is going one way, and we're swerving so hard to get to this other spot that it's like we're for, we're not we are trying to finish this story but the story has Aha! changed that's literally cody's catchphrase <laughs> but the story has changed it is no longer yeah. cody's story that is important here and now they're i think they are barreling down the road of a, of the audience forcing a triple threat now i also happen. don't think the audience will force a triple threat because that audience that was on on WWE's ass about Daniel Bryan has all have left, have all left and gone to no longer watching wrestling or gone to AEW. Yep. So it's going to be crowd that's just yep. going to oh if Sammy loses we riot if Roman wins we riot nothing happens they don't got any dog in them at all crowd no dog no dog they're not going to do nothing crowd ain't going to no. do nothing those WWE stands aren't going to do nothing. Because WWE thinks you're a fucking idiot. That's what this is about. And you're not going to do nothing because you don't got that dog in you. It's the truth. It's the truth. And and here's the thing. It's like Cody at the end of the day is going to be the right decision because this crowd is going to eat it up. That's true. That is true. It's just how it goes. Because because it doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. that is how WWE has cha- that is how they've changed their fans over the past couple of years by pushing and it them away essentially. And and let me say why it doesn't matter. They are selling tickets, made, made, like they are selling this. out shows more than ever. Like right now, yes. In terms of ticket sales, they're packing buildings. You heard that crowd last night. No one gives a shit. Yes. About tomorrow, it's about the night of. Cody Rhodes is going to go to WrestleMania. He's going to finish the goddamn story. And AW wins again. And it's and it's not and they're they're beyond success not because of wrestling. They're oh, no. they're beyond success not just not because of wrestling because it's emblematic in the main event style which is 30 minutes of talking and there's stories of this doesn't have to end in a wrestling match because the wrestling match that would end in a normal feud is a tag match at this point. Uh, they're beyond success because they are in a world where store, you know, sports media rights are the only thing that really matters. They have a you know decades long backlog of of stuff they could use, which they don't use. <laughs> they don't use. You know, instead we make they, biographies. They will for when Cody debuted, and they have that hype video for WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's gonna be great. That's gonna be great. It's gonna be covered by Down Straight probably. Give them another paycheck. Uh, and, you know, it, it, they have all this content that ultimately doesn't matter. But they have weekly sports right live television stuff for, 
you know, six hours a week. And then on top of that, they can do these biographies about the NWO again. And none of it matters. It, the rest you know, of it doesn't matter. It's all about stories. And that's why AEW sucks because they don't know how to tell stories. Who's the Edro now? <laughs> uh, it, I, I thought about the story multiple times. I was like, you know, ways they could have done this once upon a time is that Cody just waits on night two, right? Yes. There's two nights. He waits on night two for whoever wins between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns on night one. That ultimately ends up being Sami Zayn. And guess what? You make the biggest freaking heel out of Cody by beating him one day after he won the damn. It would have been so simple, but that's not how we work anymore. Uh, So you know what? You you know what else, Scotty? It doesn't matter. WrestleMania is already going to sell out. Why? Bonkers. Why do Cody versus Roman when you can do that later on a show that needs to sell some tickets? (laughs) <laughs> why not just do sammy versus cody because it doesn't matter so just do that match you know why i'll tell you right now because there was this wonderful thing during the show where uh michael cole was talking about Errol hawani and george st pierre calling Errol hawani <laughs> the unbiased reporter and he asked the questions no matter if you want to answer them or not and that's why the real, I think the real questions, the real question. I think there is part of them that understands what they have in Cody. And that is the one guy that jumped ship from AEW yep. because he wasn't made a, he was a star there, but he wasn't made a world champion or anything there. And now they have him. He is pretty much become their top. He is their top baby face. Right. And now they're going to crown him at the showcase of Immortals against their guy because it's the ultimate, yeah, we got him. He's our guy now. Um, I think that's part of it. Like, there's just a pettiness. Triple H has an ultimate pettiness because the man lost his job because of that company. People forget that. (laughs) People say pettiness, but I also sort of have a feeling that, I don't know, there's an outside chance Cody doesn't win. (laughs) (laughs) With how this reign has gone, how Roman is so close to a thousand days. I wouldn't at all be shocked, but I do think Cody wins, and I will uh, I will celebrate it because I like Cody, and I've been very open about that. But let's stop talking about the goddamn elimination chamber, though. Hey, hell of a fired up talk there. It wasn't even I almost said debate. I was like, we didn't debate anything. We just nah, we, we agreed. Stupid, it's stupid. Imagine CM Punk lost in Chicago. That's what that would have been like, by the way. Except there would have been a riot. Yeah. Because those that crowd had that, had that dog had <laughs> that dog in them, had that D O double G in them. Yeah, they had that Snoop in them. But <laughs> this this crowd, this crowd, you know, they were they were okay. They were okay with some chair shots and a spear. Unacceptable. New Japan Battle in the Valley happened as well last night, or at least it tried to, because. <laughs> They had their uh, kickoff show that started slightly late. So much so that uh, you can't watch the full Kratos Alec Coglin match. Brutal. That, that, that must have hurt you. It did. I did want to see that match. I was interested. So you're a big JR Kratos guy. Big JR Kratos guy. And uh, we were able to watch the Bobby Fish David Finley match, but nothing really to talk about there. You so. literally have a JR Kratos shirt. Uh, yeah, totally. 100%. <laughs> It's it's covered in blood just from it's an NWA shirt that's covered in blood. 
But let's talk about the actual proper show. It so the the, the pre-show no sound audio was garbage. Started late and so we missed half a match. Nice. Then the they start the actual live stream and it's no sound uh, and it's garbage again, right? I cut my lip, so now my lip is bleeding. He got so fired up. He he got his lip. He's 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 suffering over there. It's it's over. I'm dying. I'm bleeding out. Um, they start the show at ten. I'll start the feed. Forty minutes go by to fix it because no audio. No visual. It's looking like the fucking Loki timeline stream over here of all these colors. <laughs> and then they fix the visual, but then <laughs> slowly over time, the screen starts melting over and over and over again to the point where you can't see anything, anything at all. And it takes literally 40 minutes for them to fix the proper thing. You know, completely upsetting, completely stupid. Uh, it's frustrating because it's it's 2023. It, and I'll say this as well. 2023. I mean, we're streaming right now. Have we? Do we have these, these issues while we're streaming? No. No. D- does any other wrestling promotion have these issues on fight? No. No. Not that I've Not seen. Not that I know of. I've never seen it. It's only New Japan on fight. And it's only in Japan on fight because they never, when they had New Japan shows and they did them on New Japan World and America and, you know, the Pyramid or whatever, they never were this bad. Granted, that was their own production crew and they had to ship and fly everyone over and it's way cheaper to do it this way. But whatever you have going on now is not working, doesn't work. So, yeah, I hope the announcement is New Japan going to honor club or whatever because they should not be on this fight stream they should just rent out the equipment and production stuff from aew because that's a better idea hell rent it from impact for all i care um (laughs) and put together a good ass stream that starts on time and not 40 minutes late where i can only watch half the card before it's midnight and i'm like fuck i need to go to bed because i gotta wake up and watch the rest of the show so pretty well for me well, that's because you never sleep, Scotty, and that's that's, that's part true. Of it. That's um, true. That's true. Anyways, Battle in the Valley. Let's talk about this actual show. Would you? They should just put these on on our club. Yeah, I don't see why not. I really, I don't get, see why get not. That Ring of Honor uh, production team out there helping you. It's not like you need them that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I understand the Ring of Honor production team is the AW production team. Everyone, shut up. I I, I don't see why you can't just rent it them out. You know, rent it from AEW. Why can't you guys just be friendly and let that happen? Like, it's not that difficult. You're all supposed to be hardy, har, har. We like each other. Hardy, har, har. You know, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Boy, boy, boy. Uh, let's get to the actual goddamn show. Um, <laughs> Kevin Knight, Kushida, DKC, and Volador Jr. defeated the team of Adrian Quest, Josh Alexander, Mascara Dorada, and Rocky Romero to open up the show here. A nice little eight-man tag match that I thought that opened up the show. A lot of intersecting storylines of of Josh Alexander and Kushida, of Rocky Romero and Valier Jr., of Kevin Knight and Kushida being a tag team. DKC walking out with no Young Lion gear. That was interesting. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, what did you think of this match? I didn't watch it. Really? I, you didn't I watch compl- 
so I completely forgot that I missed two matches because I was you should have like those last like couple matches I was so locked in hyper focused that I just completely forgot that I did not watch the first two matches on the show. I just I just got to it. I was like, oh no, they didn't start with the tag title match. Oh boy, because tag title match was where I jumped into the live show, and I just and I you know I knew Kenta won the title not to jump ahead i knew kenta won but i just completely forgot there were matches before this well then i'll blow through them real quickly i thought this match was pretty good uh very solid start a lot of intersecting stuff kevin knight and kushida just work very well as a tag team like legitimately very good i like i would now that they're doing um hair versus hair match for uh Yep, after, Rocky and Labrador. After the match, they announced, uh, or they're teasing, they haven't formally announced it yet, a hair versus hair match of Valador Jr. versus Rocky Romero. Not a hair versus title, that's interesting, but he wants, not the title, Valador doesn't want the title, he wants the hair of Rocky It'll Romero. It'll probably just be for the title, but it'll be hair versus hair. Yeah, um, a hair versus hair and title match. Something like that. Um... But yeah, no, but Kushida, Kushida and Kevin Knight are very good. DKC uh, was fine. Adrian Quest was fine. Josh Alexander. And Kushida had a lot of good grappling back and forth, and that was fun to see. So that made me excited for their upcoming match at WrestleMania weekend. Uh, but yeah. Uh, New Japan Strong openweight title match. You said you also did not see this match. Uh, Kenta, I saw the end of it. Kenta versus Fred Rosser. Uh, Fred Rosser looked, would you be surprised, great in this match? That's not shocking. Uh, Fred Ross. Fred Ross is great. He's Mr. Tony the Tiger over here. Um, very good. Uh, he kept up with Kenta, kept up the heat with Hen- Kenta. Got me very excited. He, Fred Rosser has like developed this aura about him now, which is very intriguing to me. Um, you know, that I, I really think it's something to get behind. Uh, I would love to see more of him. I hope. This means we can, you know, he loses the title here, so maybe we see him down the line in G one or something. But he's developed this aura that I, I, I think, I think he's got a lot. Of, he's gotten so much of the WWE stink off of him, but I think some people still see him as like Fred Rosser. What the fuck, um, you know? But I, he is so much. He's so different. He's so much better than what he was. Um, that he's totally worth the watch, and he's great. And Kenta wins, so that's cool. He should be in the G one. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. You I know? think, yeah, you get so many international talents that jump in there, right? That's like some of them stink, some of them are great. I know, for, I think Fred Roster would turn a lot of heads. Yeah, um, getting to wrestle against some of the best. I mean, at the end of the day, Kent is probably just meshing this title in with one of the other titles at, <laughs> in some title versus title match unification. Uh, that's what I'm expecting with the strong title. So, uh, Hey, it's nice to see Kent have a belt. Yeah. For yeah two nice. seconds. Take it over to Noah and <laughs> take it over to Noah. Take it over to Noah and just <laughs> don't don't come back until Bullet Club's dead. <laughs> New Japan strong open weight tag team title match. Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban defend their titles against the West uh, Coast Western crew of Jorel Nelson and Royce Isaacs. I talked about it before in our preview that I said that West Coast Wet Wrecking Crew have yet to really have that like standout match for them. Do you think this match was that? I do. This is the best match I've seen from them. Because here's the thing. I never have been like, I never walked away from one of their matches saying like, wow. Now, and I don't even think this match was like 
unbelievable or even great. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Uh, like it was a good match against the Motor City Machine Guns, but they hung in there with the Motor City Machine Guns. That was important to me. I didn't need like that, you know, four or five star match out of them. I just needed them to go out there and have a good showing with the eyes on them against one of the best tag teams of all time. And I think that's what they did. I thought Royce Isaacs, I thought Jarrell, like they should be so proud. Yeah, of you know, getting this spot and going out there and showing up. And by the way, guys, I just want everyone to know the Motor City Machine Guns are so good. <laughs> They're so good. It's so unfair how good they still are. Yeah, yeah. I thought this match was very, very solid. Uh, the the stalling vertical suplex and the walk around the ring vertical, vertical suplex was fantastic. Um, yeah, machine guns were as per usual great. Um, and yeah, I, you're right. It's not like, I don't know if we'll ever see, like, I don't think West Coast Wrecking Crew are ever going to be like the tag team, best tag team of the world or anything. Right. But I think they really showcase that they are very, very, very solid, that they are a, they are a good foundational piece to have, to build, Mm -hmm. you know, to have and, and to wrestle against that, you know, they're not going to be like, you know, the greatest thing in the world, but I, I, I think they can bring people up and they can raise mm-hmm. people better than them up to good heights. You know, I, I think they can do good stuff. I think they would do well if they were part of Ring of Honor. I agree. In any form. I think they do a great job. They're um, a great hand is what they are. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're so, I think the workhorsemen are far away, so much better than what they are placement wise. Mm-hmm. But they're like that kind of team where you can put them in there. They're going to give you a solid match, solid performance. You know, nothing bad about it. I think the workhorsemen should probably be like one of the top teams in Ring of Honor, truthfully. But you get my point. Now I'm looking up a. Work Which, horseman. by the way, the workhorsemen just got pulled from Deadlock Pro, so they will be on the Ring of Honor shows. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's interesting. Try to track all the indie talents. That are, yeah, that all are... the people that are getting pulled off of shows. I know, like beyond, second. like beyond had like five or six people pulled. Yeah, uh, and then so. they added, and then they added a uh, 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 Zack Saber Jr. If I'm not mistaken, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's how you do it right there. Uh, I'm currently looking up a, if there was a Workhorseman versus West Coast Wrecking Crew match on a uh, cage match. Uh, not looking like that's going to be the case, but uh, yeah. is doing. I don't even know what company that is. Anyways, uh, next match. Oh shit! Oh, Billy Starks got pulled from a show on that too. Ooh. Looks like she's going to Ring of Honor as oh, well. Oh, there we go. There we go. I, I think one of the people that surprised me that I saw that got pulled from Beyond. Now I think about it, was Tracy Williams got pulled. Oh, he was Ring of Honor, right? Yeah, he was. Uh, but I saw that and I was like, "Where's Red Titus?" Oh, now I now I gotta look up to see who who the list of uh, someone some can someone be tracking this? Can someone be yeah, tracking we, all? Of this? We need someone to be a tracker. Who's getting pulled from shows? Yeah, who's getting who? Go back through and see who's getting pulled from what? Because that's what I want to know right now. Because uh, there were several people pulled. And now I'm gonna look this up. Because uh, now I've now I've invested interest. Uh, but I'm gonna go fucking go through all this. So as I'm as I'm looking through this to find this answer, Scotty. Uh, uh, let me ask you, what do you think about this next match? Loser leaves New Japan. 
Eddie Kingston versus Jay White. We have Eddie Kingston getting the win. Jay White out of Japan, out of the company. What do you think of this match before we talk about future of Jay White? Uh, what do you think of this match? I thought this match was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to miss Jay White. <laughs> if he doesn't go to AEW, I'm going to miss this version of Jay White. Because this version of Jay White will be gone um, in AEW. I mean, in WWE. Uh, because he is so... And he and he and we've talked about this. He fits in America so much better because this match I think highlighted that for me. He is so good at you know telling those stories by just not he doesn't have to talk, right? He doesn't have to do Roman, he doesn't have to be Roman Reigns, he doesn't have to talk the whole time. He does, he does talk sometimes. But what he's so good at is the facial expressions, the desperation. All stuff like that. Like, this match was so great because it felt like a man who was on on his final, like, legs, right? He He's desperate. Uh, he's he's in a bad way right now. He's lost his two big major matches. This is, this is it, right, against Eddie. He put up more than he could chew. And you got a guy in Eddie who, right, he loves, he loves this stuff. We know that. So that only enhanced the match for me because it's like this guy on one side of the ring, it's this guy who's like, you know, we know this is kind of a job for Jay White. He said that before. And then you got Eddie on the other side who wants everything in his power to keep wrestling with New Japan Pro Wrestling, to wrestle in Japan. They have that possibility of going to Japan someday and wrestling for them. So to me, that only brought out, you get to the actual action part of this, and they're just chopping the shit out of each other. They're hitting each other with every little possibility you could think of. Like, there, it wasn't a moves match, and it didn't need to be, and it shouldn't be. That's why I love Jay White, and that's why I love Eddie Kingston. This was great. Capital G, great. It, to me, was my second favorite match of the night, even better than the main event for me. Um, and I thought the main event was great, too. Uh, but I thought this was the best of Eddie Kingston, the best of Jay White. M- mix them together and have a really good, really great final match for Jay White in his New Japan tenure. Totally agree. I thought this match was fantastic. I go back and forth in my brain of was this legitimately was this match of the night for me i thought i love this match i thought the effort in this match between eddie kingston and uh and jay white was completely there obviously it they they destroy each other they kill each other jay white was in phenomenal form uh eddie kingston of course has always been fantastic um just just all around great stuff between all these guys, right? And then you got that story, right? You got the story of this is Jay White's final match. You get Eddie Kingston who um you know, Eddie Kingston who's like just going in there to kill a guy, but ultimately respects the guy because he's wrestling a good match, uh, which I loved. Uh and yeah, it just they, they killed it. They killed it. 
they just killed it. I, I, I can't put it into better words than that. Is that I just thought they killed this match. I thought that uh, that this was, you know, if this is his en- the end of the New Japan career for Jay White, then this was a match that he nailed it. He did it. He, he did it perfectly. Um, he sure did. It's just so good. Just so good. It's so good. Uh, I, I really loved it. Gonna miss that dude. Gonna miss that dude for sure. Uh, In the New Japan setting at the very least. That is correct. So I guess that's the question. It look looking like he's officially gone from New Japan. Mm. Where is Jay White going next? That's the question, right? Uh, that I is the so question. So desperately want him to be the opponent for Adam Cole. I so desperately want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. But I do think he's going to WWE. So I think he's going to AEW. I hope you're right. I fully believe he's going to AEW. There were too many things, too many flags that I was like, we want to put another on. NWA viewing on the line. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to see that Chicago show from NWA. Um, no. Uh, I think you know did we talk about this? I don't think we talked about this. So they announced the next show. Date is TBA, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Venue is TBA, nice. but it's gonna be in Chicago. Nice. <laughs> That's what we got. Definitely um, gonna be in Chicago. I think it's like I think it's like oh, they announced like a month and they didn't have a date on it. Um, classic NWA. Uh, they. I feel like there were so many flags that indicate to me that he is not going to WWE. Number one, the amount of story they're building into, they built into this Mm. match. Now, granted, it could just be the fact that, you know, they don't have anything to build to it. You need some story. They didn't have anything. uh, And they wanted to add the loser leaves New Japan stipulation um to to make it more clear cut um you know that could be the case that could easily be the case you know but then you have you know it's eddie kingston you uh, have rick knox in there who's just weirdly showed up on the show um you know eddie kingston gets the win of course um i just don't see a reality where new japan would use this guy to continuously promote the show and not just have it be his last match. Why make it a whole thing? I guess you could make it a whole thing for out of respect maybe, but have the guy lose twice on his way out is a bold move <laughs> from new Japan, um, you know, to go to WWE. And I feel like when, you know, when they go to WWE, I don't know, I guess, yeah, maybe even go when they go to WWE. It's, it's a little bit more of a fanfare than the usual things, but, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if... I just don't feel like WWE is in the card. And maybe it's my bias. Maybe it's my Freakazoid bias versus your... No, I hope it's not bias. I hope it's truth. Yeah, I don't know. I could see it be Adam Cole. And I could see that they've been waiting to... They're delaying the Adam Cole stuff so much is because they're waiting on Jay White. I could see that. I could see it being Eddie Kingston versus Jay White. What if Adam Cole turns heel and it's actually going to be Adam Cole and Jay White teaming up together uh, against Eddie Kingston and Ortiz? That could be interesting. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just don't see why a guy like Jay White would go to WWE beyond just money. money. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just money because at the end of the day, that is why he's here. That's true. And that's true. And maybe it is a little bit of bias. I think I think there is part of me that I understands that I am being biased and that I pre- much prefer him to see him in there. But I just feel like there was a lot of fl- there's just a lot of like flags in the air that I'm like, I don't yeah. know if that's what they would necessarily do here. Right. I don't. I, I just weird. don't. I, I don't know. I, I the, I'm not getting the this gut feeling of him going to WWE. You know, I'm just not getting that. Yeah. Okay. So I will say this: no matter what he chooses, there is now a humongous hole in this in new japan which is, oh yeah like i don't think this is i i tweeted this last night but i don't think enough people are talking about this they with jay white gone they lost a dojo trained yes international main event star a one of their four those don't just happen people a dojo trained main eventer who's as good as Jay White, that doesn't just happen. Yeah. Sure, you have Will Ospreay. That's great. Yes, you have Will Ospreay. But not dojo yeah. trained. Not dojo trained. But he's your top he's your top international guy. Sure. That it it's been that way for a while now. I think at least. It feels that way. I don't care if he has he's not main eventing this year at Wrestle Kingdom. He had the biggest match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh you know, you got Zack Saber Jr. He can f- jump in the main events, but he's not JY. They have. I I don't I don't know what they have planned. I don't know if they are looking at you know potential guys here in the U.S. or somewhere in the world to bring in and try to build up, because obviously they don't have a dojo trained guy ready to go into that spot right now. Um, love the LA Dojo guys, but I just don't see any of them in that spot. The only um, the only and- proper Japan Dojo train guy would be um uh Gabriel Kidd, Oscar. right? Yeah, and I don't even know where Gabriel Kidd is. Um, that would be bold. It'd be bold. I I I think they would have to do him a lot slower than they did with Jay White, obviously, but. My my point is they have to fill a big void now that Jay White leaves, and that could be just bringing in someone out from the outside. Obviously, it doesn't have to be Dojo Train. That's more often than not who they get. But uh, what Jay White meant to them, I think, is going to be underappreciated um, by a lot of people who kind of got, you know, there was a lot of people who got sick of the Jay White stuff, yeah, um, style. Yeah. But I think. It's just a big major loss, and there's no way around that. Yeah, the thing about Jay White is that it is—he's gotten to the point where he's gotten a little stale, and it's become the thing. And I say that when I gave him a five-star match at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, <laughs> it's just his character has gotten a little stale, and we need a new dimension sure. to it. And it's either what it is—it's either a new setting for the character or a new version of the character, right? You know, turning him face, right? Um. And it looks like it's going to be new setting, right? He's going to be a new setting. And him in AEW allows him to still work in New Japan and probably make similar, if not more, than what he's making now. 
Um, yeah. he, he would be able to accomplish everything. That you know. That also being said, you have the WWE side of things. You hear that one report being like, "Oh, well, WWE's interested in the guy, but they kind of have bigger fish to fry right now." It's like they're Jay White's not their top priority. And if you're Jay White and you're hearing this while you're in the middle of negotiations, you'd be feeling pretty shitty. I mean, you probably understand. Yeah, it's probably Kenny Omega, and we all understand that that's a bigger fish to fry at the moment. But if you're Jay White, you're like, oh, am I not the most important guy to you guys? Oh, then fuck you. You know, that's not the greatest thing to hear. But I don't know. I, 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 he totally empties a void or creates a void in New Japan. Uh, Osprey fills a lot of it already, but it's it's not just that, but it's heel, right? It's it's a major heel guy. Um, and you need something like that. I mean, who is the biggest heel now in New Japan? Omega? Maybe? And that guy also might be going out the door, you know? Uh, uh, he's not going out the door. Totally I mean, agree. Honestly, totally agree. I, I, I couldn't be more confident with Kenny Omega not going out the door. Everyone talking about him going to WWE, just stop. Just yeah. stop. People making, you know, transphobic, homophobic comments to any Omega for years now, all of a sudden being like, hey, he's a pretty good wrestler. I would love to see him shake it up with a good old, I don't know, Miz. Yeah, uh, not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Not gonna happen. Even if CM Punk walks back through the door, it's not happening. I I think, I think that could defend depending how Kenny Omega feels about that. I think yeah. that's probably the only thing that would get him out the door. Yeah, but I agree. I don't know if that's going to be the case. Top heel in New Japan. I have, I have no clue. Exactly right. <laughs> Who's the top heel in New Japan? Is it Omega? Let's let's do the old roster lookup. Let's do the old New Japan roster page. Let's see. What do we got here? Is it, is it Jonathan Gresham who's still on this roster? Uh, um, is it Omega? Is it Saber? Is it Kenta? No. I'm just going to name people. Let's go name people. Is it Suzuki? Is Osprey still a heel? I don't know. I think he's a tweener at best. But who is someone if that he's is still like. still a heel, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> that was a torture, baby. Oh, my apologies. It's evil. Then they've been the top heels since they 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 showed up. That's correct. No one hates them more than everybody. <laughs> um, probably comes to torture, truthfully. Probably at this rate. Uh, I mean, they don't really they have a lot of heels. They're gonna have to turn some people over, which they seemingly did. David Finley came out after this match, transferred that heat to David Finley, um, cut a scathing promo, which I thought was fantastic. Um, some people are discussing whether or not he's like the new leader of Bullet Club as well, because you also that have that. Whole, never got that hint. Never got that hint whatsoever. Um, what I, I will say, I would think it would be lame if that was the case, but I don't ahead. think many people. I don't know how many people connected on this. Jay White and David Finley came up through the dojo system together. Yes. So Jay White giving his final moment in New Japan to him is very cool. Totally agree. Totally agree. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe David Finley can become dojo train, gaijin, outsider, you know, top heel. And maybe that's what they're going for. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's him, but we'll see. 
it, it, we'll see. I mean, there's also El Fantasmo that's in there as well that people have been saying that sort of pegged him as like the next BC leader. You know, I don't know. I, just, I, I think I'm going to just kill Bullet Club, huh? I'm going to just do that. I think that's a solid possibility. <laughs> Let's just, you know, do that. Let's just nuke them. Juice! Juice isn't even there. He signed the AEW. <laughs> well, he did show up on the show, I guess. He um, did, which is shocking, actually. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you technically worked for them. Still, kind of. Not really. Yeah, it's just... I don't. I don't know. I really want. I don't think he goes to WWE if he. I don't know. It's all about money and stuff. But like, I don't think the crowd won't know who he is because the crowd that would have known who he was is gone. The I again promise to you, he does not care about that. <laughs> and then yeah, and then also might be the case. And I, but that's what I'm saying. I'm I, I'm saying like the crowd would know who it is. His style of work will not work in this company. Are you sure? Roman Reigns is the main event. <laughs> might be true then. Roman Reigns does it a lot worse, but he doesn't. That might be true. Um, but I mean, in terms of his style of wrestling, I, I don't, I don't think it works. Uh, yeah. Uh, he he has to change his finisher. There's a lot of things he has to change. To me, to me, that's that's bad enough. Jamie Black. Jamie, Jamie Black. Jamie Jamie Kiwi. Uh, well, it was a great match. Goodbye, Jay White. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you're at Revolution and not WrestleMania. And that's the other thing. Also, we have Revolutions down the line. So who we're the probably not going to hear from Jay White if he doesn't show up at Revolution. We're not we're not seeing Jay White until probably the night after WrestleMania. Agreed. Agreed. Totally agreed. I think that's those are the marking points we got to watch out for. Assuming he's not like on TV like immediately for a you know for a that'd be pretty funny. For Maybe he's going to go to Ring of Honor. For WWE, he's not going to show up to WrestleMania or you know stand and deliver. You uh, hope not. That's true. Maybe he's Ring of Honor. Maybe he's like the new face of Ring of Honor. You know, well, weird. No, he's going to impact. Uh, Beyond Wrestling, they tweeted uh, Wheeler Yuta, Willow Nightingale, Tracy Williams, and Trisha Dora will no longer be appearing on our show. Uh, but you know who is appearing that I saw? Zack Saber Jr. But also. Um, uh, Max, Ma- Caster, Max Caster. So it looks like, oh dang, the acclaim not going to be at that taping. The acclaim. But Tracy Williams is interesting. Trace- Trisha Dora is also great. But yeah, there people are dropping left and right, dropping like flies. Let's keep moving along. Uh, Filthy Rules fight Tom Lawler versus Homicide. Uh, I thought this match was probably the weakest match on the show. What did you think of this? Yeah, I didn't love it. Cool spots, but yeah. I it was a blunder, a blunder. It was a blunder brawl, a plunder brawl, uh, a blunder plunder, and it was just sort of fine. It was aggressively fine, I thought. Uh, maybe not too aggressively fine. There was some interesting stuff, but uh, nothing that really like it was like it was a good palate cleanser of a match, if you will. That probably been my best best review of it. New yeah. Japan World TV Title Match: Zack Sabre Jr. versus Clark Connors. I thought this was really solid. I think it, someone. Uh pointing out to me how uh, Zack Sabre Jr. says like doing technical wrestling in front of American friends is like uh, playing Beethoven for them or something and it's like that's so true because this crowd stunk for this match but uh, I thought Zack and Clark put in really good work Clark in another big spot I thought he uh, I thought he shined I thought um, he looked really solid especially in the closing five minutes where these TV matches really get good um <laughs> downside of it yeah it's like 
you build, you build, you build, and those final five minutes are just crazy good, um, which is fine, you know, if that's the style they want to go with. They'll figure it out. They're still figuring out what a 15-minute match looks like yeah, because not a lot of them are used to that. Um, but I I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Is that the you know the crowd the crowd picked up at one point, but they definitely got quiet uh, when the technical wrestling matching stuff was happening. Um, yeah, it, it's the thing about TV title matches. What we say is every single time is that uh, it's you gotta they gotta have to be sprints the entire time. When you're not doing sprints, it can get boring. And even if it's just technical wrestling, it's it's not just technical wrestling; it's other wrestling as well. It happened. During that entire tournament, whenever no, someone was not going for a sprint, it got boring quickly. Um, you shouldn't be constantly going to the time limit as well. I understand it's 15 minutes and stuff, but you know how many of these matches get close to the time limit? Let's give me some five minute matches. Give me some five minute bangers. Some matches can end that quickly. Let's just do that. Why not? Um, but ultimately, I thought the match was pretty good. Uh, I, I like the technical wrestling. Uh, I thought Clark Connors showcased himself well here. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, post-match, Kevin Knight came out and challenged Zack Sabre Jr. So that's going to be the match down the line. Maybe that's at impact. I don't know. Maybe it's the next something somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens yeah. there. I like it. I, love, I think Kevin Knight's great. So I'm here for it. Totally agree. Let's get into it. Double main event time. So. I was going to say semi-main, but double main event time. Here we go. IWGP women's title match. Mercedes Money defeats Kyrie. Am I going to go first? Go for it, man. You know, I warned a lot of people. You're the WWE star. I warned a lot of people. I was being a good person, okay? I was saying, you know... There's there's people to doubt in wrestling, okay? You know, the AEW freakazoids hate her because she didn't show up on a show she never teased. The E-Drones hate her because she left WWE. The stardom Joshi New Japan fans hate her because she's not saying wrestlers' names right. Guess what, people? It doesn't matter because it was all a freaking ruse because you know what happens when you put Mercedes Monet in a spot with all the doubters? She delivers. That's what happens when you are a star, people. When you are a super star. I warn people, now I'm going to take my victory laps for the next week, two weeks, three weeks, months. I don't care. I am taking victory laps because guess what, folks? Mercedes Monet is money. Absolute freaking money. She walks out respecting paying tribute to Hanakamura and one, holy shit, I almost lost it. I was not ready. Two, a lot of people, a lot of people were shut up instantly. Instantly. When you when you go out of your way to pay that respect in your first match in New Japan with all the eyes on this show, that does something for a lot of fans. And then the bell rang. And what they went on to do 
was to have a great match. They worked it perfectly. They had Mercedes Monet as the heel and Kyrie as the babyface in terms of the match setup in the match build. Because what is Kyrie great at? Being that underdog. What is Mercedes great at? Being that bitch. All right? Sorry, Jade Cargill, but you're long gone from being that bitch. Um, Mercedes Monet, you know, she she checked off a lot of boxes, I think, that she's been waiting to do in this one match. One, just being in New Japan slash stardom, wrestling for the IWGP Women's Champion, having a great match with Kyrie, someone who she only wrestled once, um, going through a table. Like, this, this is a legitimate thing that I I had a I had a chuckle at because I was like no one had more difficulties in their WWE run than Mercedes Monet did with those goddamn tables. They just <laughs> never broke correctly for that poor woman. Yeah. So when that happened I was like boom another check. And ultimately what she did was she hit her finisher that people were like oh well she can't hit it then it's not good not only did she hit it she hit it clean she got a great cover on there it was perfect this match was everything i wanted to be in more and i am going to be perfectly honest with everybody one this is the best match someone's ever had walking out of wwe i'll tell you that right now i tweeted that this morning after i watched the match i tweeted out saying there was no stink. There is there there is there there's a tints of there's a tints of a stink. There's there's some things there's like some things that she does that's like very WWE, but it's it's like pales in comparison to her being a fantastic wrestler and her getting a lot of it off and having a great match and really killing it out there. Uh, you know, it it, it is just it was it I put it. I couldn't. I could. I. I, I try to really figure this out in my brain. And I think it's. I set it on on par with the Sasha Banks Bianca Belair match from WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Twenty nineteen. I think it was twenty twenty. Whatever it was. Um. It was to me. It was on par with that match, and how much I loved in this match. She was great. She killed it. I I felt like I was watching Sasha Bailey again because. For me, there was an emotional investment in here for me because I I feel like I had to be like the one that was like, Mercedes gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be yeah. fine. And the more interviews came out, the more things happened. People were like, it's not gonna be fine. She's talking too much. <laughs> you know, greatest. She's getting she said, eyes greatest, on the product. That's her fucking job. I know. I know. But you know, people lost it over when she called Julia Julian and all that stuff. Like there was just stuff. She yeah. kept working the people, right? She kept working the people. Uh, so there was some just sort of like the moment, the match itself, it was fantastic. Like they should both be so proud. Kyrie went out there, she killed it. You know, that's the interesting part to this. Like Kyrie had this humongous shadow over her, obviously, heading into this match, and she killed it. I freaking love this match. It will be one of my favorites, if not my favorite of the year, because of that personal investment that I had. It's going to go down that way. Mercedes Monet, she's fantastic. Kyrie's fantastic. Mercedes Monet's IWGP Women's Champion. What a weird, weird reality. Yeah. This is one of, if not my favorite of the year so far, because of that, just how much I'm in it. Um, and now I can retire soon because that match with Mayu is coming too. I think. 
it, I thought it was what was also great about it is like the story of the match was very simple in the sense of, you know, I, not just like you know her coming out in the Hannah Kimura tribute gear that was almost like a sheer replica of what Hana once wore. Yeah. Um, and then you know slowly like you know throughout the match shedding more and more of that gear off in various right. ways. But it was also sort of like the meta story of like her like shedding a lot of that ring rust off and her getting more and more and like oh she came out had like a simple wrestling you know exchange and stuff like that. Yeah. Crowd was super hot by the way. Uh, I, yeah. I, I was going to make a complaint about the stream earlier where like I couldn't hear anything about the crowd. Heard this <laughs> crowd. Cannot believe what it could have actually sounded like with better audio. Um, but I thought that Japan audio. <laughs> what's that? It had actual New Japan audio. An actual New Japan audio. Uh, you know, it sounded like a clap crowd out there. Uh, but I thought this match, uh, I thought they killed it. But with the meta story there is like her shedding out, shedding her old WWE rust and yeah. going into the, like, this is my next chapter. This is what I'm presenting. She had great stuff. Uh, turned, you know, you know, healed up in the match, which I thought was very good. You know, they did the, you know, the thing, the ref bump and all that stuff. I actually love the ref bump. Because it worked. It worked for me. It was the evil smirk after that's like ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. the evil smirk and then immediately that? like ooh, whoops, whoops, oh, that wasn't ooh. me, that wasn't me. It uh, was like it was it was it kind of played on that WWEism that she still has in her like, oh, my bad, you yeah. know, because like you're yeah. stepping into the world of New Japan slash stardom, and it's like oh, we don't do that type of stuff here, and then she's like, oops, sorry. Old, old habits don't die instantly yeah it, no. it, they should be so proud like this is what the iwgp women's championship should be all about moments and matches like this agreed agreed um let's talk about the uh, main event kazuchiko Wait, how long did it go oh 27 minutes yeah it was it was the longest match of the night let's talk about the main I event kazuchiko kata kazuchiko kata versus uh uh hiroshi tanahashi I thought all the day's work, baby. All the day's work. Just a quick <laughs> flight over here. Let me let me beat up Hiroshi Tanahashi, defend my title, and go back to Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, <sighs> go back to Noah. Um, yeah, no. I, I thought this match was great. I didn't think it was the best match of the night. Uh, no. I thought I thought Jay White I had and Kingston. Third, actually, I did also have it third. I thought the other two <laughs> matches were great. Uh, but this match was great. You know, it's just a, that's the thing. Just any combination of Okada and Tanahashi, I thought were fantastic uh it it just i thought was so good yeah the the unfortunate thing you know i thought about this i was like wow okada had two matches where he was absolutely overshadowed by the semi-main event aka wrestle kingdom and now here where it's not really his fault it's just how they booked it right yeah and and i thought it was smart to book it this way because Again, it had that chip on the shoulder for Mercedes and Kyrie because they didn't get the main event, so mm-hmm. they had to go out there. And, you know, Kata and Tanahashi, they do this in their sleep, so it's like, ah, oh, we don't care. Yeah, we'll, we'll main event, sure. We'll have a great match, and that'll be that. Um, I also meant to say that, I don't know if people saw it, but Bailey started the mercedes Monet chance at the show. She Did you hear? Did you see this story? Which story? That she was in there with a lucha mask on, but yes. she got so excited that she took it off once Mercedes started wrestling because <laughs> she was so happy, like she was done with the stupid mask, uh, and that's how everyone started to notice her. She was like on top, and she ran down to the bottom because you could see her when Mercedes was leaving. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, back to the main event. 
Okada Tanahashi, I mean, what's there to say that hasn't been said? These two are world class. Uh, they had some great near falls, even though you knew there was no shot Tanahashi was winning. Um, there was this great like aspect to it where Okada was kind of like almost holding back in a lot of ways because it's like ah, I don't want to, I don't want to put the old man, you know, old yeller down. I think that's what uh, Rickabani said. It was a great reference. It's like I don't want to. You know, I don't want to um, take him out to the pasture yet. And uh, Tanahashi almost made him pay. You know, he had a great high fly flow to the outside. Um, they, you know, we know that their best matches are behind them in terms of their rivalry. And that's just because of what their rivalry is more than anything else. But I'll never say no to seeing these two face off. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um I thought this was good. And, you know, the, the shape of New Japan, the shape of Japanese wrestling, we're moving all over the place. we got new strong champion, new IWGP women's champion, still the same uh, <laughs> New Japan champion. You know, All Japan changed two titles last night. I don't know if you caught that at all. Oh, I sure did. Did you watch the matches? <laughs> uh, not yet. Yeah, I, I haven't watched them either. They're both great. Yeah, I, there's, there was WWE, New Japan, All Japan. Uh, Dragon Gate had a hard, solid show I heard also as well. Yeah, like like we're going down the checklist. I was like, I don't have. I, I don't know so how people in. watch on multiple screens. I don't <laughs> get it. I can barely watch on one screen. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch everything. Well, some people were like, "Yeah, I'm watching all Japan, New Japan at the same time." I was like, "How? Yeah. How? How do you? How do you? How do you appreciate them at the same time?" But this show is great. Also, ending the show with Kazuchika Okada and Mercedes Monet in the middle of the ring. Yeah. What a what a what a scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, the two we got we got that quote unquote dream team right. Uh, but then you also have Okada asking Tanahashi of, "Oh, well, let's reunite the dream team and uh, and go for the IWGP Tag Titles," which I thought was interesting. Poor yeah. poor poor Goto and. Poor and Goto and Yoshihashi. They're like, ah, shit. Why? Why us? I think that'll be the anniversary match. Uh, the Goto anniversary match? No, no, no. The uh, New Japan anniversary main event. Oh, okay, maybe. There's also that a Hiroki. Because they're this. not. Because they're not doing um, Okada and Hiromu. So. No, 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 no. But I, I so did that see sense. that. That's probable. I can see that happening. I did see they're also doing a Hiroki Goto 20th anniversary event. They are. They are. They I are. saw I that on the calendar. Too. He's probably going to lose that too. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man. Poor guy. Uh, but yeah, no. I thought that was uh, pretty good. Let's move on over. Speaking of the world of Japan, uh, since we weren't able to watch all Japan last night, let's talk about and preview the upcoming Noah show, Kejimuto's. Well, hold on. Let me get the full goddamn card. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the full goddamn name on uh, Noah. <laughs> show here we got noah's kejimuto grand final pro wrestling last in quotes love which i always loved the last is in quotes <laughs> my favorite part about all of this is that the last is in quotes last quote unquote love holdout event taking place this tuesday in the tokyo dome uh i believe no you can still get tickets the tickets are still available online I was going to say sold out, but it looks like tickets are still available. But it's in the Tokyo Dome. Cheering is welcome. I assume we have the Let's potential. Go. I assume there's... I don't know for sure if the 
crowd, you know, the uh, the crowd will be able to be more. They'll be able to have more people in attendance because of COVID compliance stuff. I know there there was still part of that with uh, last weekend shows, the battle battle Noah shows. So I don't know if that is the case, um, but there's the potential, I guess, to say that this would be like the biggest Tokyo Dome attendance in years. Uh, I guess that's the yeah. It's gonna be bigger than it's gonna be bigger than Wrestle Kingdom. It'll be the biggest this year for Tokyo Dome. But we got a lot of great stuff here that I'm very excited about. You and I sort of talked about this off mic, I believe, at one point. Um, so I'm very excited about this. So we'll just quickly go through each match, uh, just giving quick maybe thoughts about everything, but then we'll really dive into it later. But uh, I can't believe Kejimuto is tired. Yeah, you want to you want to speak on Kejimuto's quote unquote uh. last match, last love. He's my last one. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be emotional. I'm already going to give five stars. Oh, there we go. Already. He's he already. I, I, the thing with the thing with Keiji Muto is that, you know, people can hate him all they want. He is. He's a master of this business. I don't give a shit what anyone says. 60 years old. This dude. Has all the has all the accolades. Has pretty much everything you could ask for, right? But you know what he also has? He has everyone wanting to see this show because he is a even better booker than he is a wrestler. Uh, so this is the Keishi Muto. Hey, look at look at me. I had that dog in me one more time show. Uh, I, I'm very upset that he's retired, but at the same time, he can barely move, so it's probably a good idea. <laughs> my my poor boy can uh can finally go rest. <laughs> finally go rest. Uh, yeah. Uh, I am excited. I am intrigued. I uh cannot wait. And we we talked about this card before, but we'll go through it now. Uh, every match honestly looking pretty good. There are a couple things where I'm like, ah, I don't know about this one, but there's everything that I think has at least an interesting aspect to it uh so starting off we have the starting tag match but they now could be a title match if they wanted to but it's Mas- masaki and mia versus and daki and anaba versus yoshiki and norma uh, uh inamura and yasutaka yano which i think is one of the young lions if i'm not mistaken yeah no he's not the yo- he's young lion ish kind of he's thing. a young noah yeah um so nice he's young little, arc young arc my apologies uh yeah, so solid, I think solid little tag match here. They could make it a title match if they wanted to, but I don't think they will. But uh it looks interesting. Unnecessary match. Unnecessary match. Like what what why is this on here? Eh, it's the first match. You gotta start off. This is something. the one match that I look at, I'm like, this has no place on this card. If no. it was a title match, it would have more of a place. But then they would have to put it yeah. down on the card. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Uh, then they have the Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, match that sort of like showcase here. Eight woman tag team match. Yuka Sakazaki, Mia Yamashita, Shoka Nakajima, and Rika Tatsumi uh, versus Mizuki, Maki Ito, Mika Watanabe, and Yuki Arai. I'm going to say it's yep. pronounced. Um, yep. you're, you've been following more of Tokyo Joshi lately, of course, as the as the uh, Eve, Eve Josh, Joshi stan, Joshi drone. Uh, than you are. Uh, what do you think about this match? Uh, I think this will be a really good way to showcase the best of TJPW, actually. Um, I've said multiple times here or elsewhere that TJPW is an acquired taste. 
I think, for fans. But uh, when you get the likes of a Yamashita in there, likes of a Maki Ito in there, Yuka Sakazaki, so on and so forth, um, you have a you have a good chance to let them shine. And uh, they deserve this spot. I'm very happy for them. This is maybe the only time they'll ever get to be in the Tokyo Dome. You got to think about that, too. That's kind of how I'm looking at a lot of the show. This might be the only time certain wrestlers ever get to go inside the Tokyo Dome and have a match. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know they're going to show up big time. Uh, this should be a lot of fun. I think um, I think you, you're getting the four pillars of TJPW against the four newer stars. Um, should be a lot of fun. I agree. I think uh, it should be a very solid showcase. You know, this whole event is very... Um... Uh, 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 I was gonna say a Bima. That's not correct. Uh, uh, who owns who owns Noah? God damn, I'm forgetting. Cyberfight. Cyberfight. This whole thing has a very like cyberfight showcase as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about this. I think it's very solid. Uh, Joshi showcase here. World. Um, I also will say Yuka Sakazaki has herself an absolute month and a half. She's wrestling on this. She's main eventing TJPW's biggest show of the year. And she's probably challenged Athena at Super Card of Honor for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. Have yourself a month, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right about that. I keep forgetting about that Ring of Honor match, which is very exciting. Yes. Uh, World Warrior Battle. This is a six-man tag match. This is Takeshi Segura, Satoshi Kojima, and Timothy Thatcher versus the good-looking guys, Jake Lee, Jack Morris, and Anthony Green. Our boy Jack Morris is headed to the dome, baby. Woo! <laughs> Jackie I'm, I'm M. Who would have thought? I, I I don't think he, when we talked to him, there's no chance he sat there and said, yeah, I'm going to be inside the Tokyo Dome. No. Wrestling. That's awesome for him. Uh, I hope the good looking guys win. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think good looking guys. And should, I love uh, Takashi Segura, but you know. He's a good looking guy too. And I honestly, he should join the faction. Yeah, hell yeah. He should leave his own faction to join the good-looking guy. That's what I'm saying. I mean, would you, would you rather have Timothy Thatcher in there? I mean, I mean, come on. And then, and then Jack Morris will switch over. He'll join and make it Morris Goon. <laughs> Morris Goon. <laughs> oh, that'd be fantastic. Um, new Explosion. Ten-man tag team match. This is the junior tag here. Ushinari Ogawa, Aita, Aita. Hayata, Chris Ridgway, and Daga, even though now that I think about it, Chris Ridgway and o- Ogawa are now feuding, now that I think about it, uh, all teaming up against uh, Tushikoji, Kodoge, Kotoge, Kotoge, thank you. It's you- those damn juniors in Noah, they always get the people. Yohei, Saiki Yoshioka, Alejandro, and Junta Miyawaki. I'm going to use my preview time to say Atlantis Jr. got announced for the uh, All-Star Dream Festival, so let's fucking go. (laughs) Yes! Yes! In terms of this match, I don't give a shit. Stinger's broken up pretty much, so I don't understand what they're doing here. Uh, Yeah, Ryan's very happy about Atlantis Jr. Atlantis Jr. might be Ryan's favorite wrestler. (laughs) I love Atlantis Jr. He might get to see two of the matches all year, but he might be his favorite. I want Atlantis Jr. versus someone insane. Like, uh, let's do... I think that's... Isn't that happening on... Fantastic Mania starts this week. Yeah, baby. I'm excited for Fantastic Mania. There's he a has couple... a great match. He's got a like singles a... match in there, I think, against him versus... Uh, Is it Mystigo? Volador? Uh, yeah, Mystigo. He has the Mystigo match. That's, that's the good shit right there. <sighs> Tap that into my blood streams. 
Um, anyways, new explosion. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to go quickly because we're almost we're already past two hours, so I'm trying to go quickly, and we didn't even talk about impact. So uh, sorry. Yeah, impact. That. Impact. We'll just talk about you next week. Yeah, we'll talk about you next week. Uh, eight man tag team match. This is the dramatic dream future. This is Mao, Shunma, Katsumata, Yuki Ueno, Toei Kojima versus Tetsuya Endo, Hideki Okawa, uh, Yuka Taka- Takashika, and Takeshi Shoda. This is basically a DDT showcase eight man tag match here. So, uh, anything to look out for in this match, Scotty? Uh, I don't think any of the best of well, Yuki Ueno, I guess. And Tetsuya Endo, but like there's it's kind of shocking where they've went with this. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're trying to showcase more of their younger guys, which is cool. Um, but I think DDT just is missing like the likes of a Kazusada Higuchi, who I think is their best guy. Obviously, there's no Takeshita, you know, Takeshita's kind of in, kind of out, anyways. Uh, but it should be fine. All right, all right, I'm excited about. Just to sing another showcase. No June Akiyama. No June. No June. No uh, Uncle June. Dragon Gate versus Noah. Six-man tag match. On the Noah yes, side, we have Naomichi Marafuji, El Hijo del Dr. Wagner Jr., and Ninja Mac all teaming up against Shun Skywalker, Kai, <laughs> and Diamante. And Ninja Mac just mm. always shocks me. Yeah. <laughs> always shocks me. Um, Noah regular. Ninja Mac. Dragon Gate should win. Dragon Gate's just... No way Dragon Gate's going to win on the show. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they should, though, because they're an actual faction, too. That's true. That is that's true. Like, that's, that, that is Zebrats. That's not just, like, three Dragon guy, Gate guys thrown together. And Shun's, like, their guy. He's their world champion. So, again, another reason they should win. Um, Ninja Mac's there for a reason. I was going to say, but Ninja Mac is there, so you know he's got to win. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this should be really good. I think a lot of people will watch the Dragon Gate guys and walk away as fans, especially Mr. Skywalker. I agree. I, Shun Skywalker, I, he's my favorite in Dragon Gate at the moment. Shun Skywalker like might him. be the best heel in wrestling in terms of like the way he wrestles. So Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, All Japan versus Noah. Noah's side, we have <sighs> Kano, Manabu Soya, and Katsuhiko Nakajima. All teaming up against Suwama, Yuma, Yuma Aoyagi, and Kento Miyahara. It's been well not documented, Miyahara and Nakajima. I feel like the amount of coverage it's gotten since then, and it's almost become the story of this match. I feel like at some point they got together and they're making a story out of this, and they've oh, yeah. gone got past their old school feud. But mm. uh, still excited. The story of that, they're going to kick the hell out of each other. I'm still excited for that. I will say that it is worth noting that uh, there are two X's in the Champion Carnival this year. Ooh. Um, they left two spots open, one per block. Ninja Mac. <laughs> um, <laughs> so maybe if they, you know, Nakajima wanted to jump in. Yeah. Uh, or uh, Kano. It's not, like they're, it's not like they're busy in Noah. <laughs> um, this match should be great. This, this should be the best undercard match on the show. I um, think I agree. You know, Kenta Miyahara is not walking into the show as Triple Crown Champion anymore, so that's a little deflating. Kind of feels uh, like they might win, lose on that side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure feels that way now, if it didn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be great. Uh, a lot of people who don't know who Kenta Miyahara is, 
They're about to learn how great Kento Miyahara is. And he's had a great year so far. I'm excited to see the Yuji Nagata match uh, from last night. Yeah, I think the All Japan or the Dragon Gate match have a good shot of being a, like the best Iron Card match. Like I just yeah. think, you know, Shun and Kai and Diamante, I think have a really solid shot of having a fantastic outing. And they have great dance partners in there as well. Uh, but All Japan, I think the story there of Miyohara and Nakajima should be fantastic. Um, the final De Lucha, uh, Gato and Taiji Jimori <laughs> versus Nisawa Rungai and Mazada. This tea, this match right here, folks. The grossest match I've ever seen in my life. It is grotesque. It stinks. I hate it. But I'm going to watch it, and I hope Gato wins. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really feels like Mazada's taking the loss here. Yeah. I can't... I'm sure Taiji Ishimura gets the win for them. He's That's like the true. only young guy. I hope Gato pins Nasawa run guy, and I think that's just the the meta story there is just super funny. I, I've learned that Nasawa has never beaten Gato. Really? Oh, Which makes it even funnier. Yeah, the meta <laughs> again, the meta story is quite true. This uh, match stinks. It's gonna <laughs> absolutely stink. It's the worst match of the card. Still gonna watch it. I'm still gonna oh, watch you're it. Goddamn right I am. You gotta <laughs> review it next week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this show happens Tuesday, by the way. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Just gonna, randomly in the middle of the week. I'm going to be watching this the rest of the, my work week. Um, yeah, Ryan's going to be watching in bits. Yes. Um, singles match here, Hiromu Takahashi and Amukasa. Amakusa. Amakusa? I think it's Amakusa. Amakusa. Uh, and a Tokyo Tornado. That's just a subtitle. That's not a match specific. I don't know how you make a tornado match out of a singles match. But Takahashi, Amakusa, this should be very good. This should be this very should good. be a a tornado, a Tokyo tornado, even banger <laughs> for the kids at home. Call up, uh, no, this should be really good. Call up, Shane these two are should be a banger. These two are really looking forward to this match. Like yeah. they really wanted to have this match, so uh, I expect them to go out there and shine. And uh, Amakusa has really been getting people to pay attention with his like crazy dive that he does, where he floats. <laughs> Um, and Hiromu mm-hmm. seems to be a little bit Hiromu's getting back to where he once was it feels like so uh, yeah. I'm excited for it I am too I'm very excited about this uh, I agree that Hiromu this year has been good so far I, you know we we talked about the Yo match last week and I said that I was like sort of like eh, on it and you loved that match you watched it afterwards and loved that match uh, and I think part of that why I was like eh, on it is that Hiromu for me lately is just like I was going to say, it's definitely, it couldn't have been Yo's fault. Could have been the could've best been showing of Yo's life. <laughs> That's true. I think I said it at the time, it was certainly the best showing of Yo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's a Hiromo thing, yeah. It's a Hiromo thing for me. And, you know, maybe with a new setting, new opponent, you know, I could be more interested in it. It's, there's something about Hiromo. I was like, I need something different with this guy. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he got, He's that. getting his junior show. He's getting this match. Pick up the pace, buddy. God, what did you predict your neck one time? Come on, baby. keep it moving, keep it going. I forgot uh, what the second injury was, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> next match, whatever kept him up forever. Next match, and arguably, I know there's the sentimental favorite, but arguably, this is the match of the night. This is, this get, is the match of the night. This is getting <laughs> it's, not, it's not arguable. This is the this might be the most highly anticipated match of 2023, yeah. and we are two months in. 
Shining through, we have Kazuchika Okada, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion versus Kaito Kiyomiya, the GHC World Heavyweight Champion. Oh boy. This match has been built up phenomenally. I cannot wait for it. I don't have any clue who's going to win this match. I think at this rate, it would be best to have a draw honestly but i fear that a draw might be a 60 minute time limit i don't know i think it's 30 is it 30 i don't see anything i would have to look it's at an exhibition match so it's not a title match or a main event Thank could God. be wrong i think I would, I would love for that to be the case because i don't see there's nothing on the actual website that says anything about the time limit here it has to be a draw it has to be a draw has to or kind of loses <laughs> or kind of loses <laughs> Um, what is the percent chance that Kaito Kiyomiya wins here? Because honestly, what it would be ideal if politics were out the room. Okay, politics, get out the. Come on, go. Pol- hey, go. Politics. <laughs> hey, we'll get out of here. If politics were out of the room, the ideal situation here is Kaito Kiyomiya wins, show, create a new star in Kiyomiya, help launch Noah even more because they will need somebody and they're not getting a bushi. They need somebody no. after this show because once Muto leaves, it's going to be rough waters for them. They really need Ki- Kiyomiya to be the guy and to create a guy. Beating Okada would get that. Now, maybe politics can come back in. What's the percent chance that we're actually going to have that happen? 1%. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I give Kaito Kiyomiya a 1% chance to win this. Oof, be boof. Uh, I give Okada about a 40% chance, and the rest is all draw. 59% chance of a draw. Is it was a yeah, 40% chance of o- Okada winning, 1% chance of Kiyomini winning, and a 59% chance of a draw. Yeah, I think personally, I, I agree. I I think a draw is <laughs> is is more likely than anything. Uh, that's because you don't you don't want to have Kiyomiya lose. You have both your world champions. That's no way that's going to have anybody lose. <laughs> I know I know it's Kiyomiya, but you now you not got to start selling shows of Kiyomiya on top. So you need to start making them look good. And a draw might be the only best way you can get out of this. Honestly, if Kiyomiya wins. This was probably the best wrestling match of 2023. I'll say that. If Kiyomiya <laughs> somehow wins, yeah, it was probably the best match of the year. Yeah, undoubtedly. That's how. What it could still be the best match of the year. I have no idea, but I know for a fact how little of a chance Kaito Kiyomiya has it sniffing a win against Kazuchika Okada. But the fact it's happening, uh. Inside the Tokyo Dome, it all fits perfectly well. Yeah, no, uh, Okada has been a phenomenal heel along the way. Kaito has been a phenomenal, you know, I want to beat, you know, he's pretty much like, I want to beat your ass, bitch. Um, I would like this match to start with a shining wizard right out the gate. Yeah. He just absolutely launches himself and we are underway, but uh, it should be fantastic. It should be good. I oh, am. How did you so like um, Okada and uh, Mr. Takagi? I haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it? <laughs> I haven't seen it. What are you doing? There's so much <laughs> wrestling I'm watching, man. I'm so behind on stuff. Well, we'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll watch it today. I'll watch it today. That was important. I know. What I know. Oh my god! I was about to say, man, what a what a two weeks for Okada, and you're just like, ah, sure. I just yeah, haven't. Sure. I haven't gotten around to it, man. It's like exactly the type of match you love. So I know. I know. I know. I'm a failure, a wrestling fan. Yeah, uh, but that's okay. But I will. You know, I will watch. Tetsuya Naito versus Keji Muto in Keji Muto's final match of all time. Art, uh, that that is not confirmed. (laughs) No. Again, last is technically in quotes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, This should, I think this is going to be great just from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Um I think you know cuz I loved the match last year with um Kaito and Muto. Yes, and did. now you have it against the most popular wrestler in Japan in Tetsuya Naito. Yeah. Um Naito has one of my favorite quotes is that Naito said, "I don't want this to be a great match. I want to embarrass this man like he did to me 11 years ago." Yeah. I want to watch. Said, that's a match I want to watch before I watch this. Uh, this one. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I read that. And I was like, wow, that that's good stuff right there. Like that's that's kind of what you want to see. I think um, it should be. It should be. It should be great. Like I know people don't like Muto. I know people just when it, you know his shot. His hamstrings are absolutely shot already heading into this. He's pulling out that moonsault, folks. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell you guys. He, this guy has put it all out there for his final match. The fact he has to retire probably kills him enough. So he's gonna make, he's gonna turn back the clock, do or die. He doesn't care. Um, I am here for it. A legend ends his career in the main event inside the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, ultimately, this match is one of those matches where it doesn't ultimately matter how great it is, right? It's, you know, it could be shite, it could be fan match of the year contender. It doesn't really matter because it's, it's less about the match, less more about the moment that, of, that we're watching the wrestling in. That being said, I don't think the match is going to be, like, gr- fantastic. I don't, I'm not just saying I don't think it's, I don't want a great match. Yeah, Kaido, yeah, Naito, I don't think it's, you're going to get a great match out of Keji Muto at this, at this point. Uh, with all those knees and everything, granted, I think part of the 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 leg injury that he's currently selling might be partly a work, just to you know lower expectations and be able to jump that hurdle. Um, but that being said, it's not gonna be like I don't think I'm doling out four and a half stars on this match. But I think at the very least, what we're gonna get is a, a fantastic moment, very solid match between the two that will exceed some expectations. Uh, and yeah, I think it should be great. If you remember great moment, the Ric great Flair moment. match that I had to suffer through, um, personally, I, you know, some people enjoyed it. But my point is that some people enjoyed it so much that they called it one of the best matches of the year. It was fucking awful. It was dog shit. <laughs> terrible. And Keiji Muto is going to put on a better performance than that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, well, he's not going to fake a heart attack, is he? I hope not. <laughs> uh, he doesn't have that uh, background, so I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but... His leg explodes. <laughs> For me, the 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 pomp and circumstance of it all, the celebration I'm sure before the match where they 
I'm sure he's going to get like a bunch of stuff and his family's going to come in. You know, they, they've been showing fa- interviews from his family throughout the week, which has been really cool. Um, I think that for me, it's going to be like that Ric Flair match was for a lot of people in that I'm just going to get lost in the moment. I'm going to love every second of it. It is a spectacle at the very highest degree. That's what this match is. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, this is 100% could be a spectacle. It should be fantastic. What a way to throw it all off for a old Muto man. Uh, and yeah, no, it should be good. And he's 100% going to hit a moonsault and he'll, uh, as soon as he hits the mat, his legs will explode. Uh, and that, and that's it. And that's it for Keiji Muto. What? You asked me about Kaido. What's the chances Keiji Muto wins this match? Oh, 50-50 maybe. Uh, <laughs> I've heard thoughts that like maybe part of the reason he's selling the leg injury so much is that if he loses, he doesn't look as bad because, <laughs> oh, well, his legs hurt, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I think it's possible. It's Naito, so I think it's a good chance. I don't know. I wouldn't say 50-50. I'd say maybe 60-40 Naito. That would probably be my guess. But uh, there's all, it, it's Kenji Muto. You never know, my guy. You never freaking know. I never doubt my king. I'll just say that. I never doubt my king. If he's walking away as the uh is he if he's walking away as the champ, then we we, we did we not the champ, but the winner. This was Keiji Muto's retirement know. show down to a freaking team. I don't know. There, there's always an outside shot that Ken, I think there's a two percent chance that Keiji Muto will somehow find a way to come out, walk out of the show as champion. I think there's a 2% chance that at some point he challenges Kaito Kiyomiya immediately, beats him, and then <laughs> walks out as champion. I think it's a better shot of him beating Kaito Kiyomiya to not, uh, that show than Kiyomiya beating Okada. Uh, he's he's going to walk out there, and he's going to stack Okada and Kaito. That's what he's actually going to do. And it's gonna be great. That's 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 it for us at Ring Post Radio. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everybody for joining in to us. Uh, thank you everybody for watching this live stream. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Scotty, before we go, anything to plug? Follow me. What was at... that? Was that you <laughs> falling down a hill? Think, I was thinking. Yeah, I, was, I smashed my head. Um, it hurts. Um, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. Yeah, that's it. All right, we'll do that. What's your match of the week? Oh shit! I have no idea. Um, what Perfect. did I enjoy Perfect. this week? The, the, the I... bit we do every week. The man has no idea. Oh, uh, Miyu Yamashita and Yuki Rai versus Moka Miyamoto and Aja Kong, baby! In the year of 2023, Aja Kong's dropping idols on their freaking heads. It was great. Are you excited about Aja Kong coming to the states? Hell yeah, I am. I'm uh, more upset that I can't see her. Yeah. Because I don't have the funds to send it to California, but it should be great. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nicey. Follow the host show at CountOutPod. Uh, subscribe to the show Ring Post Radio wherever you listen to your podcasting devices. Um, we would greatly appreciate it. And if you can leave a five star review, we would also greatly appreciate it on you know wherever you know reviews are had. Uh, maybe we'll shut you out. Who knows? Uh, my match of the week, uh, because I'm not watching uh, Shingo versus Okada for whatever reason, I did watch a match from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs>
this this guy are we joking he said oh there's so much wrestling on this mother this mother Uh, literally a day or two after like in the actual real world a day or two after the make the make memphis vince mcmahon promo stuff is happening in mid not mid-south but in uh uswa and in uh memphis uh literally a day later than what i was watching in all japan summer action series 2 night 10 this is september 5th 1993 kenta kobayashi not kobayashi kenta kobashi kobayashi is the hot dog guy uh <laughs> versus Dr. Death Steve Williams in a triple crown title number one contendership match. Four and a half stars. Great match. So good. Steve Williams is fantastic. Kenta is, of course, fantastic. But it was a great match. And yeah, no, I'm lazy and I'm not watching Shingo out of spite. And I, out of spite for what? No reason. Just I just wanted to do a little little accent. You love Shingo! You liar. I love Shingo. Is he in my Hall of Fame yet? Hold on, let me check. Did he make the Hall of Fame yet? I, I you know Will Osprey's facing Big Demo this week. Strap in, baby. Ooh, and no, I'm, Tristan. I, I'm not watching the Shingo match because he is yet to be a, a in the Nightsy Hall of Fame. So sorry, Shingo, you haven't made it yet. God. If I watch this, would he get in there? Well, let's check. Would he be able to get in? I don't think he would. Oh no! If uh-huh. I let's see. Yeah, if I watch that match and it's fantastic, he will be in the Nightsy Hall of Fame. So let's see. We'll see what happens. Well, it was fantastic, but all right, whatever. Anyways, the sh- there's only only uh, nine wrestlers in the Nightsy Hall of Fame. Um, but we'll see if Shingo can make it. Uh, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. We will see you all next week. We'll talk about Impact No Surrender. We'll talk about Keji Muto's Last Love. Maybe we'll have a guest. Uh, and then uh, whatever else happens in the world of professional wrestling. Until then, we'll see you all next time. Goodbye! This has been a Countout Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.